What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 104. Always here on a Thursday night for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, always here with my resident homies, Casey and Joel. We're actually going to see the professor later, guys, so that'd be rad. He'll probably be a little after eight or so. He's, he gets off work and gets home. So, yeah, dude, pop, professor's popping in. It'll be a treat. And uh, tonight we're joined by Adam Humam. What's going on, Adam? We what's up, guys? Yeah, dude. Thanks for uh, coming and hanging out with us, dude. Uh, he's a drummer of Cartilage, and is it pronounced Mantra? Just is the perfect. E? Yeah, E's silent. Yeah, perfect. That's with uh, Paul from Origin, right? Yeah, Paul Ryan, Origin, and Rudy from Cyanic uh, and Genocide Skin. So sick, couple, dude. Couple shredders. Right on, dude. And I've, I've uh, been able to witness Adam's playing in person. We, Joel and I and the professor were actually together at a Cartilage Ontogeny show. So what up, Nate? Shout out, Nate, right in the beginning. But yeah, that was a that was actually, was it my first? It was one of my first shows back from... I think it was. You were like, damn, you were like so excited to be back. Oh, dude, that night yeah, was yeah. so much fun, dude. Cartilage ripped, fucking ontogeny blew my face off. I got to see Pit Shark in action for the first time. <laughs> dude, <Pit> Shark. <laughs> oh, she is, she's right here. <laughs> oh, what up? That's so funny. She probably, oh, yeah. I, I saw that comment pop up right when I said her name, too. <laughs> what up, Pit Shark? Hell uh, yeah. But yeah, we're here again, guys, and uh, we're going to hang out. Oh, there we go, real there quick. Go, they push me right into the plugs real quick. Everybody go <laughs> get your coffee, battleforgecoffee.com. DJ Flash homies, putting together some, getting your day together for you in the morning. But yeah, go support the homies. And um, again, I'm not even going to mention it anymore. We still don't have merch, guys, but I just mentioned it anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> You guys need sandals, dude. It's got to be a true dude. Power. All right, here's the real deal on that. I'm gonna give you a little backstory on that. We do want to do that, but I don't want to buy the fucking cheap shit that they're just gonna fucking. That's why we're not doing it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta build up that merch game, but we're too lazy to fucking keep it rolling. We we sold out the first shirts and and we need to get another run going, but eventually. We might be able to build that pile of money enough to work because really it's just going to go right back into the merch. We're not really trying to make money off of this shit. So we just want to make cooler shit and eventually we will. And sandals is definitely one of them, dude. But I want to work with a real company. I want fucking quality shit for you guys. So you guys are going to have to probably spend, uh, you know, more than you would think on a pair of Cali Death podcast. Cost for us us will be like 50 bucks a piece. (laughs) Yeah, dude. But but I want shit that would last. I want shit that I would buy personally. You know, I'm not going to give you the fucking deal where it's like you you can get a thousand pairs of sandals for fucking 200 bucks and then right you know know, the the ones with the you could see this the plastic strap go all the way through to the bottom they're actually on the bottom i don't know you guys probably don't know that much about sandals but anyways it's i want quality shit so eventually dude you called us out though adam that's definitely already in the conversation dude hey or Cali Death Podcast mugs to go with your Battle Forged coffee. Oh, yeah. there we Crossword. go. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that would uh, that would be awesome too. And the pint glasses and all that kind of shit. Eventually, that'd be rad. And our, I think our logo would work good on pretty much all of that stuff. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I think it's the palm great. trees, bro. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
tell us where we can go buy some of your shit, Adam. Where's the cartilage merch? Where's the yeah. mantra merch? Is there um, any mantra merch yet? Yeah. Uh, so with cartilage merch, you can go on our Bandcamp. It's just cartilagegore.bandcamp.com. And then um, there's also more merch from our label uh, through Creator Destructor. Um, oh, oh, fuck up, Ben. I love Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Ben's the man. I love that oh, yeah. guy, man. He uh, he really um, believed in us from the beginning of this album, new new album that we put out, and he's uh, really been showing it. So he's got a ton of merch. Uh, go support. Um, and then Mantra, I think, is mantraofficial.com. Uh, we have our shirts and CDs on there, so we got like a website for that. Killer, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, any upcoming shows or anything that you want to plug right now? Uh, let's see. Mantra is playing December seventeenth um, with Scythe Infects and one other band in Santa Rosa at Three Disciples. I don't know if you guys made it out to Three Disciples in Santa Rosa before. Um, um, no, no, but I've probably heard of it. It it's super like sick, dude. Like, there's like, I had no idea there was like this sick of a scene up there until like when COVID kind of reset and shows were going back last year. Like, we started, we got an offer to play Santa Rosa. I was like, oh, this is random, but sure. And you know, lo and behold, rooms packed. You know, there's just like so many metalheads there. Nice, um, it's super cool. Three Disciples Brewing in Santa Rosa. So many sick shows and. uh that's where it's I probably safe. heard of it is the beer company, Three Disciples yeah. Brewery. Yeah, I probably is Scythe, is Scythe the guy that or the band that has that famous skater in it. Oh, I don't know. Like Dan, uh, Danny, whatever Danny something. I don't know. He's like one of those that one famous video of the skater beating up the three guys. Um, like the, uh, I forget his name. I don't know. I never skated. I always fell too much. <laughs> yeah i never trust myself <laughs> i don't know if that guy's in the band uh they're new to me but i'll find out okay i remember hearing about it in high school so i'd be in yeah. another band but that's yeah, a cool name yeah it is it's, it's very sick dude. yeah <laughs> it's all kind of surfery too it's like yeah we played a show we played a show with urethane steve caballero's band uh about a month ago who's that steve caballero he's talking about skaters Oh, Steve Caballero. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I had a yeah. I had the Caballero shoe for a while, dude. Yeah, dude, you know, totally rocking the shoes, and you don't even know who the fuck he is, bro. Whatever. <laughs> they, the cool thing about skater shoes when you don't skate is that they last for fucking ever. I used to skate in shell toe Adidas, dude. Those were my skate shoes when I skated. Which actually, Damn. when when you're kicking flips, dude, those shell toes are nice grip, dude. What That's up? Fucking inside info. <laughs> I actually really yeah. like using uh, Lakai's for drumming. Those are super comfortable. Okay. Oh, the guys, oh, okay. Yeah, the oh, guys are super comfortable, like skate shoes, like long and shit. So what do you what do you think about my idea of making drum pedals into sandals where you, you actually like strap in? Oh, like uh kind of like crocs? Yeah, no, just like the top take the top of a sandal, somehow uh connect it to your drum pedal, and then you slide into the drum pedal like it's a like it's a sandal. That would be sick. And no it would one's keep your it would keep your feet from going too high off the pedal. Maybe like water skis do speed a little bit, dude. Hey. It's, gotta, it's gotta have that rubber stretch like water skis, like yeah, <laughs> or like those like old, you know what I'm saying, or like a nah, I'm trying to say like like those like like old flipper pad things that like have the stretchy like you gotta have some like give a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a, or yeah. maybe not, or maybe 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 you want it like super stiff, like just no like hardcore. Like if your feet slip in, it's just a 
like a you know tight i think sandwich. it's not it's not that bad of an idea dude could, like, we could adjust we could the shit, dude i wonder if it would be super slippery yeah. though if you just go barefoot though yeah you you'd totally get like like a burn between your toes like if you yeah oh, yeah you know <laughs> what so about those drummers so i don't know i oh, i wonder if there's drummers that <laughs> yeah, use those but... single t- what's what are those uh shoes that actually separate your toes Looks oh, super funky. Those, like yeah those like, starts like, with like, a v uh, or something oh right okay yeah, or some yeah like, like climbing shoes and <laughs> yeah. stuff so you wear those yeah. then you slide into the sandal <laughs> that's pretty that's a lot of pieces so then you use the actually use the drummer spray on them and then then you're good dude yeah oh yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> the drummer <laughs> spray yeah <laughs> uh, shit. oh shit we also got to mention uh before we forget uh that paul masvidal mm. is doing a guitar clinic. yeah yes, um is. it's our 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 new friend that has been nothing but amazing to us um he is going to teach you how to play the guitar really well yep over and uh, i'm gonna put the uh the yeah the rest so of the comments so. he's doing one in san diego in like national city like down there uh next friday the 11th and then there's another one uh at, at the musicians institute in la and i forgot the date sorry um you can look it is up it, it's not on the bit it's not on the thing right is it uh i don't know I think next week we can grab that one because it's yeah. still over a week away. It's gonna happen sometime. I can tell you, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the near future, uh, yeah. But yeah, the no- November eleventh one. So that's an in-person thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, nice. It's gonna be from six six to eight. I guess is the whole deal. So, so people listening, the one, the San Diego one is the three thousand West Twenty Eighth Street uh, Suite One Hundred One, National City, California, nine one nine five zero. Boom. <laughs> Look at us being all professional, dude. <laughs> Pit, 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 Pitbull Audio is the location. Right? Pitbull Audio. Pitbull Audio. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. That's that's a yeah. rad situation. That that's a that's would be a position that I would want to be in as a up and coming death metal guitar player. Go watch that dude fucking play. How long does the clinic usually go for? I think two 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 hours. I was going to say about two hours. Yeah. Okay. And you could and you can ask him. He's one of the <laughs> nicest guys in all of metal. So. Yeah. would love to get some questions probably from everyone and also i would love to just watch them up close just like play stuff and just <laughs> and then be scared to ask anything that's probably what I yeah would it, it's like a q a <laughs> thing it's what it says so if you're a listener or if you're you know like we we posted the flyer on the screen but it's it's going to be like a guitar play you know obviously is going to do demonstrations playthroughs as far as i understand uh yeah. also there's going to be a q a so it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be performance and Q and A. That's what it says on the on the thing. Yeah. So nice. So there you go, Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so what's cool. up, guys. Anything else? There's nothing else, right? We all got we got all the plugs in. I think so, cool, guys. All right, see you guys later. That's <laughs> 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 it. Oh, oh man, how was your guys' Halloween? So it was cool, dude. For a second. Yeah, was, yeah, we had a good time. You know. Joel, did you end up getting a banana costume or not? I did. And oh, uh, some pictures, bro. I didn't see any pictures. It was a it was a weird night. You know, Chance from Archaic. He's like a DJ, and um, he was like, he's moving to Tennessee, so we went to go like this big going away thing to go watch him like a uh, spin, right? That's what they call it. Spin some uh, records. The kids spin. are calling it. 
No, he was like doing all. I watched him from behind. It was fucking sick what he was doing. I was just trying to get a grip of what what that meant, you know, because it's all digital now. Like mm -hmm. it's two different like CDs and like I mean they're CD Laptop looking set up and then there's yeah, yeah. Pad, weird pads like um I don't know if they're called MIDI pads or something. Where... Yeah, it was it was crazy. He was I mean there's like you see there's two different like you know it looks like a DAW like a recording DAW where there's like two different like uh wavelengths going and he's like cutting into them and like on the fly and stuff and I was like mm -hmm. whoa this is like above my pay grade but the i mean i ended up like it was like a turn it, it was like a rave thing i didn't know it was gonna be like a like i don't edm show rave i don't know what you call it but um i ended up taking very legal psilocybin mushrooms but a little bit too much i was like drunk like oh whatever fuck it and then i was just the fucking weird guy in the corner all night like i can't talk to anyone <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it anymore Where you know, everyone was like checking on me and stuff they're like you're okay did joel, did joel leave well, all, like freaking out <laughs> how much <laughs> how many did you eat you do you remember i do it was i mean so what i did is there was like a big at a friend's house there's a big like table of them and i just went got a knife and i just cut off like two caps like two big caps yeah just ate them but i was drunk i was going like whatever dude this ain't shit and i was like oh this is oh shit. yes it is <laughs> shit <laughs> i was like my drunk is gone and now i'm just like fucking huge you know i was just freaking out on everything but um, were you in a banana costume i was so i walked into this rave like, like peeking in a banana costume and everyone's just going like, oh, banana. Everyone's like saying all this shit. I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. This is like not a good place. <laughs> They're all like, not a good place to be. Standing out. I came as a banana and I don't want to uh, be known as a banana, dude. I know. It was, I mean, right <laughs> as I went in there, I was like, I can't be social right now. Then I'm like, oh shit, I'm wearing a fucking banana costume right now. <laughs> this is not conducive. Everyone wants like, to talk to me, dude. I'm a banana. What the fuck? But they had like a whole Mario Kart track set up with like these little bikes and stuff. So it was like Mario Kart. Oh, no, everyone's like, sick. All the other yeah, people were yeah. like, dude, you're a banana. You got to jump out there and let them like spin out on you, dude. <laughs> like you just, the game and shit. You just like, no, was... my costume is complex. I'm an antisocial banana. Just, like, <laughs> you know. How many, how many people? Was it like a big room or? Uh, uh, yeah, it's probably a couple or a hundred people, 150 people. But you were the only yeah. banana. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, they have these elaborate, like, you know, like color, like, it's you know, whatever people like take Molly and though. stuff costumes. Yeah. yeah. And I was just a banana. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was intense and then in the middle of it a mariachi band came and like they thought it would be funny just to like when i was like sitting there in, the, in like the back corner they came in and like invaded it for a second not invaded but they're like it's like it's like a bunch of it's like chill like dj and they're all burp, burp. And they're just like a whole mariachi band just walks in and i'm like oh my this is awesome but i'm like this is too much right now yeah I'm call an Uber. that's so funny <laughs> all that isn't it weird how weird shit always happens like that like oh yeah if i was on if i wasn't on mushrooms would that mariachi band have come in right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude oh my god dude it was anyways i had a good halloween so dude yeah i went trick-or-treating with the kids <laughs> awesome i thought that would be funnier after your elaborate story all i did was the normal shit that you would do but yeah no we had fun it was actually the kids uh Got to go with a bunch of friends that they haven't seen in a while, too. So that was a plus. But yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Normal shit. I mean, remember being a kid and going like trick or treating? That was like the sickest thing, like out of all the holidays, was going like having a little bucket and just being like, oh, some stranger gives you candy. That's like, that was like my life was like complete for like, you got all the candy, you know, and your parents were like, all right, don't eat all of it. You can't eat all of it. You know what tripped me out about this uh, Halloween this year was uh, back when I was a kid. It was check your candy for razors. Now it's check your candy for fentanyl. 
That's like the number now one it's, thing. Now it's like now. ceremonial. It's like you just like get the candy and you just throw it away. And like, I bought you a bunch of candy for after. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that wild? Or treating. Like, yeah. 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 But there's always, I think that's all. There's like yeah. those ways that they try and scare the parents all the time. But at the same time, it has happened in the past. I'm sure somebody had to have done it in order for us to say, watch out for razors. But now it's drugs, guys. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Even yeah. if that's bullshit, that's still like the that's the current conversation now. It's that version of the razor blade in the candy. Now it's just drugs, guys. My eleven year old nephew was dressed up as that, like the Tyrannosaurus, the blow up thing that you see in this. Oh video. yeah, and it was like super funny. Just him, like we just went around the street, like trick or treating and stuff, you know. And, and by my le- nephew is like three, his brother, you know. But yeah, it was like super funny just watching him walk in that costume. And, but it was like brutal. He had to keep like opening and breathing. He's like, oh, I can't fucking breathe. Yeah, how does that work? I never understood but how it, that. But then you put it back on and it refills up. Like like there's like this air thing that keeps oh, okay. it back in. Like that's what it's I like a mini version imagine. of yeah. a, a kid's jumpy house, dude. But you put it right. in your body. It's like an air mattress that you're in. House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny just watching this thing walk like this Tyrannosaurus. That, I thought that story, that, that story I thought was going to get super dark because we were just talking about fentanyl and you're like, oh, my nephew, dude. Like, I was he, trying to turn it around, dude. I was trying to bring it back. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Someone's getting all dark with that shit. No, we had a great time. Come on. You know. we were just, just like, what neighborhood are you trick or treating in, dude? Come on. Dude. <laughs> taking your kids. What are you doing, dude? Just Rock Springs, fucking yeah. Wyoming. Adam, did you do any uh, partying or anything for Halloween? Yeah, I went to a like a small gathering on Saturday, uh, but my real highlight was seeing Merciful Fate in Sacramento. Oh, yeah, nice. So oh, sick, dude. So the Creator in Midnight. It was fucking awesome. Was it uh, Ace of Spades or something? Or no, no, it was out. In, it was out in Wheatland, right? It was over yeah, it's actually the... technically Wheatland in okay. the uh, Hard Rock Casino. Um, yep. but it was packed and it was like huge. <laughs> no, I yeah. saw him at Cyclefest actually. I was just texting with uh, one of my friends that was there, and that, like, their sound, like, is insane. Like, I don't understand. Like, I remember, like, because I, I listened to him back a long time ago, but, um, you know, I've always known about him and known about King Diamond and stuff, but I was, like, it was at Psycho Fest, and I was, like, well, everyone's wearing Merciful Features. We have to see him. Like, there's no way we're missing this. And uh, I was, like, the I was, like, staring at the sound guy, like, who is this fucking magician? Like, I can hear everything perfectly. Like, it sounded ten times better than any other band. And uh, just heavy and fun, and then the full show and shit. And I was like, I think they they stole the show for sure. You know, at Psycho Fest, it was yeah, fucking dude, mind blowing. It was amazing, and it was just like you know they haven't played California in like twenty something years, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Merciful Fate King Diamond fan, and I've seen King Diamond like three times already. But like seeing those Merciful Fate songs live is just like damn. <laughs> people you know? were getting down. Yeah, it yeah, was. People sick. were into it. Yeah, Creator though was that was my first time seeing Creator, and I I like Creator a lot. But I was like, damn, like these dudes are in their fifties and still doing like really fast double bass. Like it was so cool. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. People still doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of like with metal and stuff, you talk about like people go, well, I don't want to do it because uh, there's not like a good retirement plan. And then there's like, then you think about it, and it's like these bands that have made it, they're like, we're gonna play until we die. It's just like, yeah. no, <laughs> there's no retirement. It's like That's we're just crazy, gonna keep yeah. doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they they brought it super hard too, but obviously Merciful Fate was the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. How old is M- Merciful Fate? How old do you, are those guys? Are they in their fifties too, or even the drummer was? That? The drummer is 
or no, the king is like 62, 63. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the drummer was like 62 as well. And he was ripping, dude. (laughs) Dude, They were all ripping. That's going to be Mike Hamilton, too. Mike Hamilton, he's, I think he's, he turned, is he in his 50s yet? He's 60. Oh, shit. I think (laughs) he can, dude. He's 60. No, he's not 60. <laughs> no, I don't know. But he might be creeping towards 50 or just over it. But either way, that dude's in killer shape. And look at how that dude drums, dude. Dude, uh, fucking, I, like, I'm kind of friends with Matt Harvey. And he texted me when they were recording. He was like, Mike Hamilton's 50 years old. He just recorded a song that's like 240 BPM. Like the fastest song on the new Exhumed album. I was just like, damn, dude. He's not slowing down anytime no. soon. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, that so guy's sick. machine, dude. Yeah, Matura, yeah I machine. love Hamilton, man. He's so dope. He's my second dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like the guy from that old Chiquita banana commercial, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, runs every day. He's like eighty. You know? <laughs> oh my god, Chiquita banana throw out. My, my, Mike Hamilton's the Tom Brady of death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. He is pretty much. So, yeah. yeah. It would it went in fucking Super Bowls in his 40s and late late 40s, right? Isn't Tom Brady? Who is he, yeah, but that's not his football years. It's like dog years. So like death metal years. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's been playing since like, I know like 2000, 2000. Like, yeah. you know, watching him, I was a little kid watching Tom Brady. And I'm like an adult now. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? He's still like, you should probably quit, dude. Head stuff. Head stuff. Yeah, but they're protected. Qu- quarterbacks are protected. Okay, so Mike was born in '71, so that means so I'm so he's fifty. He's thirteen years older than me. I'm thirty-eight. So that's fifty-one. Fifty-one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, depending on what month too, but yeah, fifty, fifty-one. That's crazy, man. That's, still, I mean, say, like Bill's yeah. like pushing sixty pretty. He's like in his probably mid fifties. Bill from Decrepit. Like, yeah, he's he was like in his late 40s when we were touring with him <laughs> and he's always he's always been in shape though too you know I thought bill oh, yeah. was like I thought guys, bill was like 80 dude the guys we're talking about have have kept it together into their 50s you know i didn't say that dude you know what's funny is bill just shaved his beard or like shaved it down and like i saw what? him kind of recently and i was like he just when he does that he looks so much younger i'm like you shouldn't it looks like this like you know he's got like a six pack and like a picture yeah it's somewhere did his dress get extra longer because i think i saw him at santa cruz at that show the other night uh he plays in a punk band so actually he's playing kind of uh oh sick dude yeah yeah um no he plays in a punk band fuck i forget their goddamn name but uh yeah, he goes it's to show three that. letters, right? Isn't it? Yeah. No. God damn it. But um, no, Bill's still doing that's cool. Uh, Bill's been like trying to get this his punk projects going forever, and, and they're playing shows and stuff with uh Cliff from a uh, Blast other band too. Dude, I don't Blast yeah. yeah, yeah, no, totally. So it's like they're and then they grew up together. They were like buddies growing up. So like it's cool to see them, you know, sharing the stage and doing that together. It's like super old school santa cruz stuff you know it's like yeah no blast is like santa cruz as fuck that's awesome no totally I and mean, that's where nuclear blast is, was like nuclear rabbit and blast oh, is where they got their their oh, uh, name shit. for the label from yeah yeah no it's like yeah. and dude blast actually one time um cliff came into my work and was like dude we got a what's his name who's the drummer of fucking nirvana and the singer of foo fighters Grohl, dave, oh, dave Grohl. He's all we got dave Grohl drumming on the new album i'm like yeah whatever cliff like sick you're getting a little old what's going on 
And like, <laughs> just Dave Grohl was in town, just jamming with them. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Dave Grohl's <laughs> like, oh, dude, they're the, they're the, like one of the most legendary bands in punk rock, like in history. And I was like, whoa, Cliff, damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> Dave know, Grohl just, seems like he's cool as fuck too. Oh yeah, he's like, just comes that out. Made him. He, we, we went out to the bar that he works at, right? And we had drinks. He works at a bar. One of the guys behind the oh, bar, Cliff, you said, Cliff. was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Clipped is the catalyst. He works at the oh, catalyst. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, And you gave me that whole spiel. I was like, damn, dude. And that guy just made me a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> he blasted you up a clock. clock he blasted him out. We should, <laughs> we should uh, get on the timeline. Oh, let's do it, I Did, guess. Did uh, Casey disappear? He'll be back. He said he would Casey's, be right back. He's just urinating. He's right here, actually. If I want to put him on urinating. before he wants to be on. <laughs> he looks right, ready. Let's do That's it. Cool. Let's, dig, let's finally dig into you. That was a nice little 25-minute <laughs> weed <laughs> section right in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Fentanyl um, and bananas. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you're a fan of the show, so you know how we like to start. Go back in time with us, or take us back in time to childhood. Ooh. As early yeah. as you can, think of that time where music clicked, like why you started paying attention to music and what made you. Cool. So um, I grew up with two older brothers, and uh, since the beginning, we've always been heavily into music. And I can remember as early as like four or five years old, just like jamming on like pillows with pencils, like blasting Metallica and like whatever came on live 105 back then because yeah i was just like live available you know? call out that's the local uh bay area alternative station oh, yeah it's alternative not so much metal but it was like you know you're five years old like that's fine did you guys did you get ksjo out there uh I, yeah mm, i think we do Okay, okay. Yeah. I think it was back in the day. It was like sorry to cut it off, but it was like no, around the same time. Those those are the two stations when I was growing up in that area. It was it was Live 105 and KSJO. Those are like where you'd find the metal on the on the radio, you know. Or yeah, like yeah. I mentioned before, it was 1077 the bone would do the the, uh, the Friday um what did they call the show? Dirty Friday. You're thinking that's a late at night they'd play death metal. Yeah, it would be like an hour or two where they'd have like more extreme metal and that was like, out of sf right the bone yeah yeah i'm trying to remember what the fuck it was called though anyways yeah it was like right after mandatory metallica or something oh mandatory metallica jesus <laughs> be is it the metal zone it might have been the metal zone i don't know anyways. my brother would remember if he's if he's tuned in he would he would know uh what they would call it because they would play like morbid angel dude like at midnight but you'd have to wait mm -hmm. till midnight to hear yeah. it <laughs> that's awesome the totally. bone zone? Wasn't the bone zone? Bone, the bone zone. I think that's what it is, dude. Bone zone could be. Seven yeah. G's coming through. That sounds really familiar, dude. I think you got it. The bone <laughs> zone. Such a good name. Shout out Joel Seven G's, dude. Hell yeah, Joel Seven G. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we grew up on that. Like lots of corn, System of a Down, Metallica. Like we're all like we're you know we're three brothers, so we're three years apart. So I got into were, it super early. Were you um, the youngest? I'm the youngest of three, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great position in a, a three-brother situation where everybody's passing down the knowledge. You got to it way quick, dude. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, get the most wedgies and hand me downs. <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah, it had its pros for sure. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we we would always just like you know we used to trade off on like buying Metallica albums. Like um, my middle brother bought Injustice. Uh, my oldest bought Master of Puppets. I bought Ride the Lightning. That's still like my favorite Metallica album. Sweet. Uh, yeah, and then you know um let's see i remember just like fast forwarding to like maybe fourth or fifth grade um my mom used to we also we all used to go to the same school um because i was like second grade and then the middle one was like fourth grade the other one was like seventh grade um i remember one day my brother larby the oldest brother he had burned a cd of annihilation of the wicked <laughs> nice and yeah that's Dude, crazy. That, yeah, I heard it so early. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard that's a, that's a big like, <laughs> dump of information for ears that aren't ready for that album. Yeah, like I was just like, this is so extreme. I love it. I just loved the speed and how precise and everything was. So that that album got me into death metal. George Clias got me into like doing extreme drumming. So that album's like super important to me. Um, Let's see. Yeah. And we just kept going. I used to jam covers with my older brother, uh, Larby. So shortly like after that, we would just start jamming like Exodus songs. I started getting into like suffocation, immortal. When did, so talk about like get, getting into playing drums though. When was the first kit? How'd you get it? You, you're saying you're jamming with your older brother. Was he playing guitar? Yeah. So Larby, my older brother plays, uh, still plays guitar. Um, but what's funny is I think I might have started playing guitar before him because my mom tried to get me to do lessons at Manor Music in Pacifica. Shout out. <laughs> so yeah, you're, cool. you're a total Manor kid, right? Dude, a very Manor kid. <laughs> yeah. Side note, Mur I know Murray's in the chat. Um, Adam's from Pacifica. So yeah. it's, like, a, it's awesome. like Anthony's from Pacifica, Adam's in Pacifica. It's like yeah, yeah, it's kind it's of trip. a trip. It's crazy. We usually like we we're just joking about like interviewing New York people over and over again. They're literally <laughs> next week. Like like they could drive in like five minutes and hang out with each other. Right. Right. Now. right. So yeah. did you go to any of the Fog Fest uh, shows, the day festivals that, that would be metal? At Winters, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, um, not at Winters, but I do remember that uh, super young kid band Haunted by Heroes. Do you remember them? Yeah. They were heroes, like dude. America's Got Talent or something, and they my played. uh my wife used to work at Fog City Java, and oh, cool. uh, the the dad of one of those kids would come in there, and there'd always be the the promo CDs on the counter because uh, they the coffee shop let them keep them there. So yeah, Haunted by Heroes, dude. They're uh just like a straight up metal band, right? Or yeah, is it they more were, rocky. They're like hard rock kind of. Yeah light metal just like but these kids were like literally 10 years old and they were ripping in their instruments i love that dude that makes you makes you super excited for for that to be possible if those kids keep going expect it, it, what, what what could they be when they become an adult you know totally being that, that's, that's that young and being, getting into like being sorry dude i was just gonna <laughs> being that young and learning how to be in a band and casey's actually yeah. you know he's he's molding all that shit over where yeah. he's at you know right but yeah like learning the, the band mentality kind of is just like being on a team and learning the team mentality 
Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, that's cool that they learned it that early because then you start to like see like, oh, everyone's got to like cool, you know, your own weight. You got to practice, show up prepared, all this stuff. And those kids were killing it. <laughs> yeah. That's what like the same with say, the, what I was about to say, the <laughs> thing animosity for the first time. They were children. They were, they had four songs and they had, they were, they looked like they were 10, 10, 12 years old, something like that. They were tiny kids. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, should we leave like these little kids are gonna we're like we're probably 16 set we're 17 18 play and um we're just going like oh these kids are gonna play okay they're they're doing like a cool little thing for the kids at the end well we're like we want to go find alcohol because we're we're 18 or you know we're like younger we need to go find alcohol. Yeah. and then they played and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> like i was like completely blown away and that, just seeing like the young kids come in and nowadays you see on youtube like so many fucking kids are insane at music now it's like yeah it's kind of just like i'm like working on my guitar chops and stuff recently and i'm like getting back into it and i'm just like a video comes up of like a fucking 13 year old like doing a jason becker song like all the way through like all right well should i just uh what's going on why am i doing this yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm against it dude <laughs> against it even yeah. though you like, like run, i like, think they should take away <laughs> they should take away their guitarists dude <laughs> tired of this dude tired yeah, of this give, give, give them video games yeah give them video games angry yeah no it's it's awesome the new generation how quickly they're picking up on stuff but they're also you know they have so much resources compared to like when people were younger like youtube was only around like what 2004 or 5 mm -hmm. yeah so, like you know besides that you just had to listen to the record or whatever and learn it so or tabs <laughs> yeah well being uh your age yeah that's you you were tabs were much easily obtained much more easily easy am i saying that right easily obtained excuse me yeah um but in reality it's all about how much you want to do it, what you want to do and how much you want to do it. So even mm -hmm. at, at back in the day, kids would still eventually find the resources that they need if they really wanted to do it, you know? Yeah. So it's I mean, the drive first. Yeah. Um, I'll say this, man. I'm really lucky to grow up the generation I did because when I started getting into extreme metal, like drumming, like 05, 06, like, um, you know, I, I would listen to the albums, but then like, I would also see that this like channel sick drummer magazine started posting drum cams, dude. So then I would oh, be able to yeah. see, I remember seeing Casey back in the day and like John Longstreth and Trey Williams, okay, yeah, shout kid, out to sick like, drummer, dude. all shout those out, dudes. Yeah. Ian's in the chat right now. Ian's awesome. Yeah. Ian's yeah. awesome, dude. Um, yeah, so I'm. I feel super fortunate to have been able to see like those videos of how they're holding the stick, how high they're sitting, what kind of pedals, what kind of snare, like all right. this shit. Yeah, it's actually so, going back to clinics. You made your own clinic with what you could find online. You know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so I feel very fortunate to grow up in that era of the spawning of like Sick Drummer magazine and drum cam videos and like. Mm -hmm. George Colias warm up videos and just like this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. very fortunate. Um, but yeah, you know, so actually, uh, one of the best like inventions that the that um, YouTube has like added to their their video player is that you can like I'll see someone play something and I'll be like, oh, I'll go to halftime. Now I like, go to like slow, slow motion. Dude. It, doesn't, it doesn't change any notes. It's just slower. 
So it's like, mm-hmm. it'll just be slowed down. I'll be like, okay, well, I'll learn this now. Dude, see, I can see his hands and now I can do it. You know what I mean? Like a, a 10 year old taught that to me. <laughs> yeah, I was like teaching this and I was like, man, you know, like if you can get this thing, you can slow it down. He's like, you could do it on YouTube. And I was like, I wonder what our videos sound like. Yeah, I just our... click on this little thing and I was just like, I wonder what our episodes would sound like at half speed, dude. Couldn't oh, it, dude, man. I used to back in the day, I used it would to take you six podcasts. hours to watch it, dude. No, everyone, if you go half speed, like it's a, it's actually kind of funny. If you want to go like do that on a podcast, everyone just sounds hammered. They're like, oh, what are you <laughs> talking about? You don't yeah. have to go half speed to hear everyone sound hammered. I don't know. <laughs> I, know I know. We're going full speed to be hammered. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Well, yeah, when I get really fucked up, I wonder what I would sound like half speed dude i would probably would sound be, like a fucking we're now gonna it, find it that. would be inconceivable like, i would whatever. sound like i have brain damage dude fucking it would be oh yeah that that was great so that whole old school scene back before all the internet stuff you had to like go we were talking we've talked about this with a lot of the old school guys you have to go to fucking kinko's and like oh i'm gonna buy the green paper dude i want the green paper because like it stands out more you know <laughs> and I'm like pay like a ton of money like just for the you know for flyers and just like like fucking go staple them on every pole you can find and like that used to be the now it's just like i can post it put in my story <laughs> it's like and then you're done you know easy yeah. it's like it's like you can do it while you're taking a dump just be like oh, i don't want to post it on my story dude yeah. <laughs> i got a lot a lot of work done while i was in the bathroom <laughs> while you're wiping you can just be like very, very productive in multiple <laughs> ways inside and out yeah yeah no it's an interesting time to like go because you're kind of in the in between from the that kind of style to like the new technological style where like Mm -hmm. it's there's probably myspace music and stuff coming out when you're starting out right yeah so myspace was like super popular um and then i only got like a facebook maybe in like 2011 or something Mm -hmm. but uh yeah myspace was like super sick you know you would when people would open your page you would just see like whatever song is opening um like I used to have like decapitated or something play like back in the day. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, going back to the flyer talk, like, um, I'm still a firm believer of passing out like handbills. I still do that sometimes for some shows. Like, I think that's nice. the best way to do it because it's so easy to ignore shit on your phone or yeah. swipe or like fuck off or whatever. Um, yeah, I still print flyers and pass them out like because i've know. gotten a cart cartilage fly like a little flyer before i've gotten one before oh, oh cool shit, like yeah yeah um no like it's kind of cool to see like the like when the bands like personally they're handing you this you're like you're like check it out and you're like you put it in your pocket like cool you look at it real quick you're like all right well, what's the date what's going on okay cool and then you put it in your pocket and then mm-hmm. like you forget about it and then like you pull it out of your pocket when you're not having any laundry alcohol. or something you're like that. Yeah. yeah you're doing laundry something like that and you look at it you're like oh shit this is going on oh fuck it's this weekend i'd blah, blah, blah. you know it's actually for nowadays it's actually everyone getting all into the vinyl and like the old school style of doing things to find something like that i'll be like kind of psyched on it i'll be like this is fucking red you know not only that like- it's it's a it's kind of like a getting in your getting your attention without the phone because it's just like planted a seed where you're going to find it later. Because that's happened to me so many times, what you're talking about. Flyers mm-hmm. that show up after shows in pockets of pants that you need to wash. Mm-hmm. And it makes you, it puts it back into your the forefront of your mind. Oh, shit, here's this show. 
that dude handed it to me. That guy's going to be playing this. It, it, there's like these all these layers to it. Yeah, it's like what Adam said. It's like you're so used to the phone thing where it's like phone, 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 phone. And then all of a sudden, like you have this another this like totally obscure kind of media nowadays. So, like you have a thing in your pocket. And you're like, whoa, this is like, oh, shit. You know, it's like it makes you pay more attention to it because you're not used to it anymore. And the phone, you're just like, look at it. You're just like, beep. It's like it's gone like immediately, you know, it's like short term, like memory loss on phone promotion, you know, like people just like swipe and look at something else. But like I was just going to say I was going to say with that, you swipe past things. So you really don't see it's like if uh, you're on your page, those are all virtual flyers, but you're just passing on everybody handing you shit and you don't really pay attention to. But the physical thing has infiltrated outside of the virtual world into the physical world and yeah, that's right. it actually yeah it makes it makes it to where it's gonna you're gonna have to be reminded about it at least once before you decide you're gonna throw that flyer away or keep it to remind yourself of an upcoming show yeah exactly and you know if you think about it too like if you post it on your facebook or instagram or whatever you're only posting that flyer to the people that you have added on there Whereas, like, if you hand out a flyer at a show, you're going to meet a ton of random people you have no idea about, you know? Yep, yep. And then you're just like, cool, what are these? Like, I've had people just stop me and be like, what are these bands about? And I'm just like, here we go. Fucking give you a little bio of each one. Go to the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool, because then, the... then you get to meet people, and they're like, cool, man, I just moved here, this and that. And, you know, you wouldn't have gotten that if you had just... Put it on your Instagram. and if you pick the right show to do that at you're actually guaranteeing more people that might, you know would lean towards being interested in the show in the first place mm-hmm. if you just put it out there to people that you're friends with on like i don't know how what the percentage of my friends lists would even care or even care that i put up anything about anything but you're you're going into like the specific bubble where you're wanting your shit to be networked anyways and you're doing it physically and yes grabbing the random person who doesn't even know you or anything that you do mm-hmm. it is it's adding another layer to the possibilities of people going to that gig you know what's really cool about that too is that like <laughs> once let's say you, there's been times where i've taken the flyer and not known any of the bands and i'm like i'm free tonight i'm just gonna go check it out and like you remember the guy that handed it to you, you're like, oh, there's that guy again. And then you watch him play. Like they blow your mind. You're like, oh fuck, this man's sick. Like what the fuck? Like that happened to me with Zoth with the uh, what's oh, Joseph yeah. going? Like oh yeah, Zoth is playing. And I was like, I've never heard of them. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll go. Like it's it sounds like a fun show. And I was like, at, at the end of the show, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you guys are like necrophagous thrash. Like I Those never. So <laughs> oh dude, it's insane. And they have like these battle solos that are just like I was. Like and I was like, what the fuck? And they're just like, we're not signing any label. We're just gonna keep mm-hmm. it underground forever. Yeah, why all this shit? And I was like, damn, man. <laughs> Whole reason why we people. had him on because we you were so sty- stoked on him because it was that whole all organic experience for you. And, yep. and you immediately came back from that show like, dude, you guys need to fucking check this band out. And we all checked it out and we we're like, yo, it's 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 so awesome to find bands like that like i know you're gonna hate me saying this joel but pavor is one of those bands as well 
do it all for themselves. No, no mute. Come on. It was, it was one doing... second, dude. Jesus. I know, but you don't even know what part of that sentence got muted. So now the people who listen, I think to you maybe say, hey, "What's going on here? Hey, children, <laughs> hey, children, settle down. What's happening? What's going on? Hey, settle. we're about to fight, dude. Papa's gonna. Papa's <laughs> the 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 hey, elderest dude. member of this podcast has to chime in for a second and tell y'all settle down. I'm the first right, one I'm to on turn forty, out. and y'all better. Listen yeah, dude, we haven't even hit the I'm hour mark down. yet. I still have. Three and a half white claws, tall cans to go, dude. Might get a little frisky. Nice. <laughs> Just don't no. drink those surges and you'll be fine. Joe. <laughs> But no, so back, back to no. The, yeah, the I was just saying the, finding, the the whole point of that was there's these gems that are are all about just we're about our music. We don't want anybody else to have anything to do with how we put it out. Um, we want 100 of the profits because it's our art. I respect all that shit, and they're they're just as quality as some of the bands that you know we know and love today. Just they're doing it same thing with son of aurelius that that it's the diy thing that it, the the whole scheme of the, of the industry kind of fucks those bands because you really have to grind and make that like 100 your um what you're doing in order to try and push your band but you still have to go through all these hoops to be a diy band and get in across the eyes of a band that would be signed to metal blade or something like that and unfortunately it's it's something that kind of hurts those types of bands too but they still exist and they still make just as good art as any of those signed bands you know and yeah that's i don't know where to end this other than that <laughs> the point i'm making is it's harder for those bands <laughs> i was gonna let you sit with it <laughs> I made a point there, right? No, it was it was this is very profound, dude, for sure. That's profound. Dude. All right. Carry <laughs> <laughs> on. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, no, that was that actually was a good point. But like going back to your, so you're jamming with like back in high school. So, what high school did you go to? Because you probably went to Terra Nova or something, right? Well, okay. So I started. <laughs> I went to Oceana actually, um, but I think. I was jamming. I mean, I was jamming with my brother super early, like, cause we lived together. Um, yeah. but I didn't like join my first band until senior year, but yeah. So like 2009, I was a freshman and then I didn't get in my first band until 2011. So nice. Yeah, so you were doing, you said you were doing covers and stuff mainly too, right? To start off. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you, what were you covering? Oh man, we still have a bunch of task cam fucking footage, but we were doing like Belphegor, like, suffocation exodus uh immortal was like one of our favorite bands like we flew down to see them in la in like 2009 or something like just like stuff like that just you know just catchy fast evil music <laughs> how, how old yeah. were you when you were <sighs> let's see um i'd say like maybe 13 14 Jesus. yeah okay yeah I mean, because, like, I was going to throw in the timeline, too. 2007, Ozfest uh, was really important for me. That was one of yeah, the first shows I went to because um, it was Nile and Behemoth, you know? So those were yeah. really two of my favorite bands when I was, like, 12. So those are, like, the only CDs I had. I had, like, two CDs growing up. Actually, like, three. Nile, Behemoth, and Exhumed. And I was just like, this is the show. 
Um, and it like really opened my eyes to like how hard that extreme kind of music hits you live. So oh, totally, dude. I yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they were actually like inviting, yeah, inviting like the heavier, crazier. Because when I was, I started. I mean, I saw those those Ozfests as well. But I remember like ours was like Slayer was the crazy one. You know, yeah, it was like my my headliners were System of a Down and Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. yeah those I that one. those yeah. were the two code, and it was Aussie with Black Sabbath. That was like uh, that was a big experience too. Even for a kid that was young and not fully into Black Sabbath, that made me pay attention to Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Was seeing that shit live and knowing about Ozzy. But yeah, what's Oz- fun about Ozfest? So the same thing with me, Adam. That's like um, going to those festivals when I was a kid. Because when I was a little kid, I was like. It's funny i'm just doing this now but i'm um i was interviewing bands for a website and like i was like trying i was like 14 going to ozfest you know like i don't even remember what the headliners were that year but i was like i know soulfly was playing and there's some other i remember seeing a guy there with like a dying fetus shirt on and i was like whoa that guy's like fuck that guy that guy's scary call the name dying fetus yeah yeah it's it's still that like I would go to like the Mayhem Fest or whatever, where there's like you know, and Whitechapel's playing. I'm friends with them, so I'm like, I'll go check it out. But like, there's not really a band I'm trying to go see. It's kind of that nostalgia of going to that same venue at Shoreline Amphitheater and like going there and like walking around in the big metal festival. Like, there's yeah. there's not like a band I'm like excited about, but it's that old like Ozfest going there and like that's what and now you can do it with a beer in your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I can't believe <laughs> I used to walk around. It was no beer in my hand. What the fuck? I, I would bring a pack of cigarettes. I would bring a pack of cigarettes <laughs> and I would take, uh, I would smoke four of them, replace them with joints. And then I, that's what I would take into a, a festival like that when I was that age. I didn't really care about drinking. It was just, I can get some weed in. And then you're out, even being on the grass, just during the day, just fucking yeah. the bands are playing. You're smoking a joint. You're fucking laying on a, it's so new it's so new to you like that whole like a big festival of metal you know you're like it's kind of like our version of europe kind of you know because europe does that like normally but like for us it's like go ahead i was just gonna say that was like my first like pro show that i went to like first Uh actual production show because i i grew up going to see my brother play with his band uh they were called illuminegra from pacifica as well um and they were like playing blast beats and shit too but also kind of thrashy so i was just going to like their shows like small local shows and then yeah that's that ozfest show happened and i was like damn yeah. <laughs> like this is sick yeah. <laughs> and seeing those bands play for that many people too like seeing like like behemoth and stuff and, and nile or whatever it was a nile too nile behemoth. Yeah, nile behemoth and then whatever in between chimera yeah yeah and just seeing that like that kind of aggressive style of music get that kind of like fanfare you know you're just dude. like whoa the sick guys are getting yeah. the grass yeah. now. i remember it so clearly too because totally it was dude. outside and it was like they were in the parking lot or whatever playing and i just remember seeing a tornado pit because we were me and my dad were looking like oh where's the stage where's the stage i was like we gotta hurry up nile's about to play because nile played like second or some shit like super yeah. early like at, at noon or something yeah and else and then we were just yeah. looking and then they started and we just see like a like a tornado of dirt from the mosh pit and they're playing uh sacrifice unto civic and i was like oh my uh, god this is the coolest shit ever <laughs> yeah that kind of those kind of memories stick with me too just like oh totally 
the seeing that that band that you're like you think is like you got this underground thing or something that you're into and then you see like everyone's into it and you're like oh shit this is like what i want to i want to play for this crowd <laughs> you know like yeah. Yeah. this crowd looks sick like i want to play yeah. for this crowd exactly know? yeah i was always just like man i want to do this someday so it was cool man i, I really uh, enjoyed that experience oh yeah i mean Watching bands open for Cannibal Corpse, I was like, dude, they're probably millionaires, dude. <laughs> I was like yeah, a little right? kid, like playing for playing at Slims. I remember this. I forget oh, the band millions. name, but it was kind of like this hardcore or like metalcore, deathcore. Deathcore wasn't even a term back then, but it was like this band. I was watching them set up, and I was watching them like plug in their guitars. And I'm like, you guys fucking made it, dude. That's crazy. They're probably yeah. making like 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 thirty bucks a day, maybe like max. You know, like yeah. they're just like barely surviving, but they're getting their name out there, and just like that's what I need to do. I you need have to, to pay, uh, you have to pay a certain amount to be on that shit, right? It's like seven. I don't know if it, it was being like seventy grand. No, I mean for oh for Ozfest, I know Black Dahlia. You know, like they for their that's how they got kind of like thrown into the scene was, you know, they released their first album Unhollowed, and um, it was already like everyone was kind of like tripping out because it was like at the at the gates thing but they looked like a certain style and it was like all these different things at once and then um metal blade just forked over i forget what trevor told me it was like i think it was like a hundred grand or something to get them on ozfest and then but after ozfest they had to just fucking hit the road and yeah, they just you can't sold out their momentum. next tour yeah they sold out everything they did after that but they were like you know they're playing the, the pound and stuff like that after but they were playing like those those size venues but that's how they recouped like that expense that metal blade invested in them was like we believe in you guys here's a hundred grand to get on ozfest and play with you know with like ozzy oh, yeah. and all these crazy people and then that's how they exploded so quickly that record label like threw that money at them and they just said fuck it we're in we're in for like nine to ten months a year touring you know like i know yeah. i know we're gonna be fucking in for the long haul you know yeah and they totally killed it too like they were totally. one of the most successful bands in like the extreme metal, you know. Definitely. And shout out to Brian real quick, cause uh, uh, that was I watched the video and then I've I talked to him kind of afterwards a little bit, but uh, you know, they just did the show in Detroit, the Trevor um show, and I did not know what to expect. You know, we've toured them um back in the day, but I didn't know Brian could do vocals. I'd never seen him do vocals. Right. And I watched the a video and I and Chaney was there. She was like sending me videos and stuff, and um. Yeah, he fucking did great. I was like, whoa, this guy, this band is going to live on. And um, I was talking to a few other people and they're like, dude, I think they're going to they're going to tour it with uh, Ryan from Arsis and then Brandon from Arsis, the old two Arsis guys on guitars. <laughs> I know. And then uh, what's his name from fucking that we've had on the podcast? Jesus Christ. I can't think of names. The drummer. Alan. Alan. There's Alan. Been so many yeah. drummers. I know. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's going to do, I guess, supposedly they're talking about possibly doing like a keep it going touring. It's not just going to be like a a fun, like, a, you know, like a RIP show. It's going to be like, no, you know, because, you know, Trevor doesn't want that shit to die. You know, he would yeah, doesn't want know. Black Dahlia to go away. So I think Brian, who's the other original member, is going to carry the torch and uh, keep that band going, which is fucking awesome. And he does a great job on vocals. So great stage banner, everything. He's like a natural vocalist so i was like i had no idea anyway yeah and that's not an easy like vocal style to emulate either like trevor totally. had like he was insane dude <laughs> yeah and brian was nailing like the highs and lows and doing all i was like whoa dude <laughs> like that's he fucking killed it no i think that's it's so cool. yeah i'm super stoked on that but anyways Happy Alan for Cassidy. That. awesome adam yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm stoked on that too, dude. But let's get back on you again. Um, shout out real quick to Dusty. I just saw him pop up in the chat. Dusty's the homie. Yeah, dude. And he, he actually was seeing if you talked about um, your brother's band with Mondo and Blaze. Is that Yeah, so quick shout out. My brother, super uh, proud of him. They just put out their first album and Blaze uh, is his new band yesterday, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, it's him and the former drummer of Illuminegra on drums and it's super ripping, very sick um yeah you guys should check it out so and mondo is a uh an old member of severed savior as well if yeah wondering why That's right he was mentioned yeah armando's the homie too man good dudes check it out in blaze 777 <laughs> that's nice. their handle on instagram so fuck yeah, Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. that's cool dude all right so <clears throat> i want to know uh when you decided you were gonna pick up drums yeah so uh okay yeah five years old ish five or six six maybe my mom puts me to manor music which is a local music store tiny store in pacifica and i take lessons with this guy named ned this old hippie dude he was super nice but i would just wasn't into it or catching on to it too quickly because i feel like we did the same lesson like for two months yeah so I wasn't super really into that. And then I always kind of expressed that like I like drums more, but they didn't want to go. My parents obviously did not want to go to the drumming route because we lived in a residential area and drums are loud. Totally. <laughs> so no parent wants their kids to play drums. That's just kind of the way it is. But yeah. uh, so what happened is they kind of started to see that I was super uh, interested in drums and they start off by hey, everyone likes Ned. <laughs> Everybody's saying fucking Ned. <laughs> fucking Ned, man. Fucking um, Ned. Manor Music's where I bought my first PA and where my brother bought his first guitar too. It was our local, yeah, it's a local, pretty much the only place you could buy um, any music equipment in Pacifica, which is actually cool because i'm sure most small towns like that don't have that and if they yeah. do um it's it's small and most people don't go there well actually no there was blue moon music too down in crespi that was yeah, a really yeah. small room yeah. really really small barely any inventory and that's they had like two sticks and like four drums <laughs> yeah <laughs> a couple guitars and a keyboard <laughs> they got something Let's get back to Ned, dude. Yeah, so Ned, <laughs> fucking Ned, uh, dude. I think after like a few months, I just got impatient. I was like, no, I don't want to play guitar. I know I want to play drums because I would like play on pillows, literally like sometimes play on pots and pans because I needed something to hit. Um, so my mom eventually rented a snare drum for me uh, from Manor Music. And we put the rubber silencer, I guess is the term, like a pad over it. So it's not super loud yeah because i think they were just trying to see like okay let's just see if he's invested so we don't drop money because drums are expensive like drums are i think are the most expensive part of a band is totally. the drum set. it's ridiculous but it's like the best instrument <laughs> uh, it sucks uh anyway yeah so i got i got that rental snare and i was just playing that thing like crazy and then one day um my dad took us all for a walk to manor music and there was this metallic green 
PV drum set sitting in there and green was like my favorite color green was mine too dude so i'm already i'm already on your side like yeah it's the seafoam or seafoam green world moment it was like dude it was like army green it was badass oh fuck yeah like a dark yeah Yeah, i can uh, picture it right now and it's um it's the wayne's world moment where it's just like yeah this will be mine oh yes this will be mine (laughs) sitting there and it just looked perfect obviously if i look if i looked at it today it was just like what's this piece of shit hundred dollar whatever but it was like back then it was just like this is so cool and manor music for those who don't know they're like sponsored by pv so it was a pv drum set (laughs) oh shit didn't know didn't know they made them but uh secret pv set yeah so my dad pulled the trigger on that and bought it for me and it was like the best shit ever and uh i remember i i I played a lot of sports growing up so i played a lot of basketball and baseball so then i didn't take drumming too serious but i was still stoked on it so like maybe every weekend or every other weekend i'd play um and then yeah and then what else I bought, um, we got a Pearl drum set, I think in 2009 or 10. And that's when things got like, like better because the equipment was better. Um, cause I used to just like duct tape sticks and duct tape heads on the PV drum set. Like, you know, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I just dead in the heads. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. So yeah, I got a Pearl vision kit that was black on black, super badass. That was like 2010. And then that's when I was like, oh, like this is a lot, it's a lot easier to play on a drum set like this with better hardware, you know? So, um, and a Pearl Vision is like equivalent to an export. It's just like all reliable, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I was jamming on that, I started getting like a little better. And then me and my brother were jamming more frequently. Um, and we were just jamming a lot of covers. And this kind of leads to joining my first band, making my first band. Um, he knew this guy named Ryan Daniel who lived in Pacifica as well. Super shredder. He used to play in a band called knee high and dwarves. <laughs> very, very I remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, he was, Ter- he was Terra Nova kid too. I think he knows you yep. guys actually. Yeah. I, uh, two played names. With them, uh, I played with them when I was in a band called flatline. Sick. That, was, that was my high school band. And at, at your bad. age, I don't know if you would have come across uh, my brother, but my brother was in a band called Remorseless. He was the drummer. Hmm. That was that was. No, they were sick. They actually were sick, dude. They that that demo is still cool. Um, but yeah, that was all the ex- yeah flatline, dude. I was just think- I was just actually uh, not to, not to bring it back on me real quick, but. I was talking to Casey about this recently, and sorry, Adam, I'm going to take it no, back to the weeds for a second, dude. But sure. um, with this move and and going through my stash of CDs, I've been finding a lot of gems, and it's, uh, you know, I found a cool stack of demos of bands that have opened up for Odious on the Bloodletting tour, not just Odious, but the blood opening opening for the Bloodletting tour, and um, but I'm also finding demos of bands that I played with in Flatline too. And there's this one band called Distratic from Fairfield, Vacaville area. And I don't know who's going to listen to this. And if you got, if anybody out there knows any of the dudes from a band called Distratic, it's actually with a Y though, shit, not an I. You almost got it though. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, that, that's probably, that's probably the correct way to spell it, but <laughs> the shit, Y instead of the I. Dude. <laughs> 
there, it's actually a really good like new metal demo and i remember playing shows with those guys when i was in flatline and having fun with them and i i'd just been thinking about them ever since i found their demo so if anybody can put me in touch with one of those dudes that probably is a long shot but i'm just saying i can't find anything about them online and i can't i don't remember any of their names but i just remember having fun with these dudes being like 15 years old and actually doing real shows and around like there was the 23 club in brisbane where we would fucking play there and it's just the beginning of all that shit for me so anyways dude distratic cool There's, but, but pacifica has come you know like dan kenny and me we all came out of pacifica metal got it, it definitely got into the the veins of pacifica there's enough cool bands that have actually come out of this town for being a beach town where we like to wear shorts and sandals dude yeah no yeah pacifica was was rad dude <laughs> and i was like i was like once you say the word pacifica to anthony you're fucked <laughs> I, love, I love this town dude. even yeah. though i'm gonna eventually i'm gonna move out of it soon uh, dude, i still yeah, love yeah. it I'll, I'll always come back and and visit and well it's yeah. funny because all three of us were getting ready before anthony came on it was like the last one the getting ready before we went live and he was like oh you're from pacifica and we're like oh dude <laughs> here we go now we know his like, eyes like, lit up i was like he's in pacifica right now oh, like yeah, fucking whatever terra nova <laughs> or whatever the fuck you yeah, remember yeah dude, that's my thing. high school terra nova or like graduating class 2002 anyway so i'm not going to that what do you think but, about that taco bell that's it, it's it's actually not good, dude. Everybody wants to go to that. They serve booze there, though. They serve booze. Now, so it's a little better. You can get an IPA there, but dude, really, if you're going to compare Taco Bells, they don't fucking make that good a Taco Bell. I mean, okay. Taco Bell can only get to a certain level. Right. Adam's got, got some opinions on this. Right. For anybody going, listening that wants to visit or go to Pacifica, don't go to the Taco Bell. Go to Guerrero's Taqueria. That's, That's what's up, dude. Valmar, that is bro. The, probably top three taquerias in the bay area in my opinion hell yeah dude i i agree with that i would go to guerrero's all the motherfucking time dude Dang and it. and it's it's a bitch getting in and out of there because that that light sucks at that intersection yeah. <laughs> but it's worth it dude <laughs> yeah it's so so good dude. It's, yeah it's halfway between me and you basically you right. could you go you probably drop travel the same distance from manor to get there versus me from lindemar yeah. Oh, we got we got uh, some. I guess we got some uh, some negative feedback. They've been doing it wrong lately. Oh no, dude. Well, I, I actually haven't been there in several years, so I'm just that's, that's I'm gonna cool. go off of what I remember. <laughs> the only <laughs> reason I brought up the Taco Bell is because it's like on the beach. It's like a Taco Bell on the yeah. Like, people that, for listeners, listeners that don't know what's going on. There's a Taco Bell on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> She'll explain this. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a beautiful beach. It's insane coastline beach, and I'm sure the city of Pacific has been trying to get that fucking Taco Bell out of there forever. But I'm sure they bought it like way early on and they're just like, no, we're not leaving. It's on. It's like literally yeah. on like a beautiful stretch of beach. It's like, it looks like Hawaii. And like, OK, so Pacific is next to San Francisco, here, but I know what you're saying. It's, it's next to San Francisco to everyone that's it's not from minutes, here. South just Francisco, south. Yeah. 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 But close. like it's another world from San Francisco. It's not San Francisco. Like San Francisco is a, like... A, a, it's like a concrete jungle compared to like this like Hawaii <laughs> thing. You're going to like this. It looks like Hawaii. I've been at your like Anthony's house yeah. and Pat's house and stuff. And I'm looking at these like mountains and they're all green and huge and there's like nice fog coming on this what beach. I say, dude, I say turn yeah. up the green by like twenty percent and you're in fucking Maui yeah. right now, dude. But if, yeah, yeah. But, but, but you, then you, you got different tip, um, weather and shit. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, it's like that. But like you're in Taco Bell, 
and you're like ordering and you're looking out and it's there's the ocean like you're on the beach it's like like it's like a fucking chart house like fish plate or some kind of like you're on the fucking beach like it's like you're ordering taco bell yeah but their fucking cheesy gordita crunch isn't fucking up to par yeah. dude and it's i mean but didn't dan kenny always say like special herbs and spices that the they, seven like, layer burrito <laughs> it's like, that's a special taco bell or some shit what was that? Sorry. it just looks special I, I don't think it's i've been there before too it's like no it's sure not I mean, talk about Murray. Like what, Murray uh, shout out La Playa. Placebo, La Playa is also on the beach. It's in. Mm -hmm. a, it's just a little south of that Taco Bell. Oh, La Playa! You take me to La Playa. That's awesome. I've taken. I've taken you to La Playa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, super good. It's a good taqueria type place, and their margaritas are fucking creepers, dude. That's what you got, me. <laughs> dude. Get a pitcher of margaritas. It at two, you're feeling great. At three, you're blacked out. Damn. That's literally what it is. I literally, uh, you took me there and I was like, I had to drive home that day. And I was like, I'll have one. Like, it's all good. I can have one and just be chill. And like, I was like, cool, dude. We'll have to hang out with your family for another like six hours. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to drive highway one back to Santa Cruz. Like, uh, we'll you. you know, cause that's uh, I'm not going to go with devil, devil slide. I'm not going to do devil no, slide. Right no, no. Oh, not do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love all the local references, by the way. You guys are just reminding me how much I love my, my city. Cool. I'm glad yeah. you're leaving. I'm, I'm um, never leaving my heart well you know that song my heart isn't my heart's in san francisco my heart's in pacifica dude always Tight. Yeah. let's get back to high school yeah. So, oh yeah uh, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> why not is that where we're at we're at, we're at like no we're at the we're at the snare drum and uh then deciding and then i got the new kit there oh new yeah kit. sorry you got the new right. kit yeah, yeah. so new kit i was like yeah, 14 or 15, so that's like 09, 2010 or whatever. And I forgot to mention, it had three rack toms instead of two. And that was just like, like this is so sick. Because like Inferno, George Colias, like Mike Smith, like all the cool drummers, Casey. Yeah. You You're got, looking you at that kit like it's Neil Peart's kit with the extra tom. You, like, you, can yeah. finally, you can finally complete your role. You know? Yes, no, no, I know. Like and I hated, back then yeah. I didn't like going to the four tom for roles. So I would always like to do yeah, those like, yeah, yeah, totally. bills. I'm just like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing deeds and uh, Discourage and stuff like uh, in 2000 on that first uh, Bloodletting tour, and they didn't have floor toms. There's just only racks. Really? Yeah, Ricky and Mike. I guess they didn't use it, and Mike I think just got one a couple years ago. I remember. Yeah. They were like, yeah, it's Mike's first floor tom or whatever. I was like, this is sick. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, he had his kit in my room for a while. It was weird, like in Santa Cruz. Was it that uh, like metallic aluminum looking kit? No, it was the uh, the sonar one after. Like the oh, deeds, uh, with, with the 20 inch kicks, I think it was. It was the uh, it was a sonar S series, I think. Uh, I think he still has that, dude. Yeah, that thing was incredible. Yeah, but like there was a short period where like like when I was in Santa Cruz when I was playing in Decrepit, like and it had like extra space and he was like up there and he got his kit from Colin Davis from Vile and like we went and picked it up in Concord mm -hmm. and then he uh, brought it back and like kept it at my place for a while and I had it like in my bedroom for like a few months or, or I don't know how long it was That's so it was cool. just, like, just woke up every day and there's like Viking kick drums like <laughs> in front of me just like oh shit <laughs> yeah Viking Vikings with like the sword and shit just staring yeah. at yeah it was that cool. yeah yeah that's so dope <laughs> um, so 
Oh, and Ned gave you the lessons and, and yeah, it didn't work out with fucking Ned. It didn't work out with Ned. Uh, so my mom, yeah, my mom got me the rental snare drum and then, yeah, that was like eight, eight seven or eight years old. And the only reason I can remember, because I broke my arm in second grade. And one of the things they told me I couldn't do was play drums for like six weeks. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's like kind of my reference point for drums. But um, did anyway. You the, did you actually wait the whole six weeks? No. No. <laughs> I still played it. like, But it was shitty because it was like a whole like, you know, cast. I broke my, my wrist. So I'll just play shitty. But whatever. Had to get yeah. some time in there. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I got the new Pearl kit like 2009 or 10 and then me and my brother were like starting to play a lot more frequent um and then we met that guy ryan daniel that i was telling you about um and he was jamming with ryan on the side when i was jamming with larby um as well and then i heard he was jamming with somebody else and i was like no fuck that like let's do our thing like let's let's make some like behemoth belfagor black and death metal because it was like i loved that shit back then yeah. And um, and then he was like, "No, like, come, like, let's let's try jamming with Ryan once. Let's like, let's see how it goes." And I was like, "Fine, like, you know, just being pissy about it." And then uh, we jam, and and uh, it happened to be super sick because we ended up it, it ended up being the band Ion, the first band that I started with those guys. Mm. Okay, and yeah. We started out like blackened grind we didn't know what the hell we were doing and then it kind of slowly made its way to be atmospheric black metal and so on but uh yeah that was the beginning it was me my brother larby and uh and ryan on guitar so was, we were doing three piece and we played our first show at winter's tavern when i was still in high school i thought that was cool <laughs> i love winters dude dude we, winters we, is awesome we started the severed tour there in 2012 that's so sick yeah. And that's the dude. I almost got was able to see that show, but I was being too honest because I was gonna go in and sneak in because it's twenty one plus, and I was like, uh, fuck. "How old were you at the time?" Uh, that's twenty twelve, so I was eighteen. Oh shit! Yeah, and the so dude close. at first he was like, uh, oh. "The dude at first was like, oh, you played drums tonight, right?" And I you was could like, have said, "Yeah, dude." I, I know. I was just, there was no. There wasn't passes for the the artists or oh, yeah like dude. That. he didn't know anything i know i was i was too nice i was just like oh no you confused me for somebody else and he's like huh okay but seriously let me see some id and i was like god damn it oh <laughs> so you were almost there you actually made the attempt and got got out there and you were what, hanging out outside and you're like i'm gonna try and get in somehow yeah and oh, then i just oh. kind of stayed outside for a little bit and i was like this is depressing man yeah <laughs> waiting and waiting outside of a show does suck dude it's you just do the, the anthony technique you just yell at him and stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, okay so casey's referencing i know i'm now bringing it away from you again i'm sorry dude but casey's reference referencing a situation where i was underage we were playing brick by brick in san diego and um ivan was underage and because I was in, I was playing in my band Carnivorous at the time. So Ivan Mungia was the guitar player. Danny Bohegan was the bass player. Troy was the drummer. I was the vocalist. And Troy was the only one of age to go in. And Danny and Ivan found their way in, but I didn't. And 
but since I was a performer that night, they let me perform, but they had to escort me outside as soon as I finished playing and Ivan and Danny got to stay for the rest of the night. And I had to sit outside the fucking venue all night. Mm-hmm. We're the opening band. There's four bands on the bill. Couldn't yep. watch anybody play that night. You yep. know, so. But, so what happened that you were like yelling or getting all mad though? Well, I just said, like, <laughs> I, we ended the set and i said fuck security that's all i uh, that's I, I just kept talking well maybe it wasn't just at the end i was kind of talking shit about security in between songs or something like that you know and they were just waiting side stage so what do you like, think i was yeah. even like this is so like, is this an anthony podcast <laughs> bitch you've been talking way more than me tonight dude i just took a piss again a girl dude i was fucking going to this place and i was outside <laughs> and i like went to the thing and then I we're talking about it no it was relevant it was relevant it's oh yeah good. i just came in though just, yeah yeah I know, I know it was just what the was last that? part sorry but it was yeah well, it was, let's get back I was to being Adam's this hothead yeah. talking shit about security when really they're just doing their fucking job you know now i'm just now, yeah, now I'm, a, i just love remembering anthony yelling at them dude i know it's on so a microphone funny, in front of a crowd just it's like so i was even like looking at them when i was yelling at them they're i know i was there i was like whoa i snuck in dude much older than me just like look at this fucking idiot i snuck in too i snuck in with you too and i got in i went to the bathroom and sat down and pretend like i was yeah i've been dan you i was 21 i was all ha ha oh it literally man was like half so was that was that like i know i took a piss but we were talking about like playing shows like in bars and stuff before well he 21. was talking about winters and and now it's funny it's gonna sound like we were talking about me more because we no, were, no 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 but yeah my first show was at winters because <laughs> we're he was okay, his first okay. show was at winters and then i was like me 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 and i started talking about the severed uh starting the tour there and okay, he tried yeah. to get into that show but he was underage all right now we're up to par yeah, no, that happened a lot to me too. Like, because Ion started playing 2012, and anytime we played a bar, because if you're a local band, it's like you can't play clubs yet because no one knows you. I would always just be that guy standing outside with my drums, just warming up because I wasn't age of age. So, yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> right. I and mean, that's that's how I met like odious people. Was me and David were 20. We were. I think Origin was playing. Origin was playing. So it's Paul Ryan going into your other band, like. Like we were like we couldn't get in, but we're like they're playing an Aptos like down the street from me. I'm like I'm gonna stand outside and listen to it, you know. Like yeah. I'm not gonna not go to Origin playing an Aptos. Like I'm gonna somehow be a part of this. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was that was tough being young, you know, the 21 and over stuff. Now I'm like make it all 21 and over. Let's just fucking have a good time. I don't want the the roped off like alcohol area where you're like you're stuck. You have to be all like smashed into shows, you know, for the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's a toss up, right? But like with at the all ages shows that you got like a ton of people, this is kind of cool too, you know. And kids buy merch, yeah, yeah, dude. Just put the X's on their back of their hands, yeah, like, just, just have it like legally done, man. Just get them, you know. Yeah. But yeah. you mean, I know, I know, I know the, the owner of like DNA Lounge, or I think it was DNA Lounge, he told me that once because they had to shut down their alcohol thing because someone gave a minor alcohol yeah, and it was. Sucks. It, uh, he was like, no, 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 it's not the finest ten thousand dollars. He's all all the red tape oh, I went through dude. was like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, dude, like, it's, it's it not wasn't a cool deal. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't ten thousand. That's what they make nah. it seem like. It's all cute, like it's a fine, but like all the money he lost, everything like legal fees, like, huge. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's why yeah. the security is so brutal about it, and I, I get it. You know, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like me now, looking back on me being an idiot on stage, that guy was. The, they were just doing their job and, yeah, and yeah, following yeah. the rules. Yeah. And, making sure their business wouldn't be shut down and i'm just like this fucking guy like fuck you guys i hate you 
<laughs> yeah, fuck you. Just, you. You're just such a rebel, Anthony. It's hard such to, a rebel, it's hard, dude. It's hard. And to I was doing it in sandals, guys. Just yeah, <laughs> well, man. Dude. All right, dude. And I, I, I'm gonna try not to bring it back to one of us. We want to hear you. <laughs> you're our guest tonight, dude. I, oh, I'm wow. having fun though. I hope everybody else is having fun. Totally, um, man. But yeah, yeah, dude. When did you? When, okay, so. Were, when you got the kit, how long was it before you? Oh, you had Ion and your brother was in it, right? So the middle brother didn't play. Uh, the middle brother did not play. He pursued more sports, okay. so that was the thing. Because so, it's kind of hard to like delegate time as you get older, you know. So he he was the sports guy, so he kind of like fell off a little bit. Um, but me and my older brother kept playing. Um, That's what's up. So, yeah. Um. I also just thought of another important show that I thought I should mention was Summer Slaughter 2009. That was super sick. <laughs> what was that, though? That was uh, Necrophages, Suffocation, oh, yeah. Dying Fetus, Origin, Decrepit Birth, Inspirum. Like, dude, it was so many sick drummers. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't believe it, dude. <laughs> so that, that also inspired me to want to do it more because it's like, it was it, suffocation was one of my favorite bands growing up still is so um watching yeah. those dudes on stage is um you're at church dude that's yeah the, the, that's the best way i could describe especially that era you know there should be a thing for like sick drummer who's like really sick like puking in a bucket sick like yeah. oh dude that one like, video the drummer of uh, who can barely plays like sick drummer he's like no that video of uh the dude from flesh god that like, keeps going around of him's like trying to play they heaps like vomiting and they're just like oh, me. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know crim uh he was playing with decapitated when we did yeah, the crim tour. Uh, yeah crim was like behind him going like dude you're you're done we're cutting it like, yeah he's like, he's, like yeah. trying to help him he's like he's sitting there playing he's like this fucking that's dedication though, dude. That's i know dedication. it was it's actually it was actually inspiring <laughs> like watching him yeah. push through it and just be like no he's dude like, i'm not he's quitting, really trying you know? yeah and you just see his face. I'm like, he's about to go to the hot fucking hospital. Like, he needs to, he might pass away. Like, this is not yeah. good. But yeah, yeah. His art is is more important until he can't physically do it anymore. You know? Yeah. That's just I'm like a, it's a tougher style of people too. Like, we're you know Euro European dudes like in metal bands. It's like they're serious as fuck. Like, they're not worried about like they're just like they want to play their music and that's it. And they don't want to be the one guy to like take everyone down so they're like no it's like he's literally dying like it's a his face is like got purple he's got purple like bags under his eyes and he's just vomiting and it's like and they're like no no they're like dude you're done and they're like sorry guys we have to go and everyone's yeah. like everyone understood everyone's like jesus christ man like we got to see the show where the guy like almost died you know like it's still like a, a like a accomplishment that he you know put forth to the audience but you said um, it was flesh god the flesh god drummer yeah, yeah. I'll uh Real fast, dude. Like that's insane how he was puking while going like probably two fifty. No, he was it was a it was a mellow part, it was kind of like an, a symphonic part, but I think maybe he was supposed to be going faster, but that's all he could do. That's like all his wow. body could do. He was like his body was shutting down. I'm like flesh memory. Flesh got a pucalypse. Are you saying he had to switch to two foot blasts? Drummer <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> joke. Uh, anyways, so so going so I mean, you joining what year did you join Cartilage and get that all going? Yeah, so um, yeah, because Ion, uh, I eventually left Ion in like 2018, but in 2013 December, 
Um, cause I, like we used to put on our own shows just cause like, you know, when you're a small band and there's so much competition in the Bay area, no one wants to book you unless you know people. I didn't know mm-hmm. anybody then. So I used to book at this place called Submission in San Francisco, which also used to go by Belazzo, like before that. I don't know if you guys remember that place. No. Submission yeah. and Bel- both of those are familiar. So the Belazzo, what, what is that again? So it was just this like punk, like super punk, like place to play, like no bigger. Like it was like maybe like you can fit a couple hundred max in there, maybe 50. And uh, it was this punk uh, place in Mission Street, San Francisco. And it used to go by Belazzo like 15 years ago or so. And then it changed its name to Submission. Um, And they they would have like super easy deals. I would contact the guy and he'd be like, yeah, $5 shows. You guys can take the door. We'll take the alcohol. Cool. All ages. Um, Anyway, I put a show on there with Ion and then this other band from the East Bay called Septicemia, which was this sick. This is 2013, like December. It was, uh, yeah, Ion, Illuminegra, and Septicemia. And Septicemia had uh, Mark, who's now in Cartilage, Mark Wallace, and Mike Flory, who's also now in Cartilage. So they they played that show with their slam band, Septicemia, back then. And um, I guess they were looking to start like a death grind band back then. Um, and they saw me play with Ion and they were like, dude, like we like the way you play. Like, And I didn't know them super well. I met Mark maybe once at a Cannibal Corpse show, but I didn't think much of him then. Uh, I was just like, this guy's a sick vocalist, but I guess, you know, he's already in bands, so I can't play with him. But I knew Mike Flory because, sorry, I'm just remembering everything. I used to also play in a death cover band from 2012 to like 2014, and Mike Flory was in that. It was called Voice of the Soul. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hell so yes. I, knew, I knew Mike from that, but I also knew Mike. Mike is also from Logistic Slaughter. Um, as well so yeah i knew mike and i knew he was super talented so when him and mark approached me and mark's sister ria was at the show too because i knew mark and ria also from feast do you guys remember the band feast i do yes very ripping like band local band that went on for like a few years that like everyone knew feast in the underground scene it was super sick (laughs) yeah yeah totally so um yeah they approached me and they straight up, straight up said that they liked my playing and that they're putting on like a band that's a little more like death grindy like carcassy exhumed and i was like dude i love exhumed i love carcass like fuck yeah let's do it and then we had our first jam april 2014 and then we put out our first ep it's necrotic in 2015 and then just kept going so that's when cartilage started so um there I, I don't know how far into cartilage is it nick from uh continuum was he in the band for a little bit yeah so nick never recorded an album he did like a tour and like like a west coast tour and he didn't he never recorded with us but he was in the band for like about a year and we knew him because he was also in flesh consumed and that's uh, right and can, yeah, continue, yeah. eviscerate eviscerated eviscerate eviscerate yeah yeah Santa Cruz. yeah so he was in that band too and those guys oh by the way like mark and mark ria um are from concord so they all knew those guys because they're from concord mike's from livermore so they're all east bay guys i've always been 
uh, Peninsula. So they all knew Nick and Taylor and all those guys. Um, Nick is super talented. Shredder. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, totally. He helped us out for a year. He was super rad. And then, I mean, we've had like six bass players. <laughs> so yeah. we probably found the one. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's always so one. Got, yeah, go on. There's always one what? There's always one, like, part of the band that's always like a revolving door. Like, I right. it is, yeah. you know. So, yeah, we had like six bass players. <laughs> so I was going to say, so let's get back on to that, the timeline of that band. So he, they're like, we like your style of playing. Right. Um, so what was the first jam sessions like? Did they already have um, music written? And, you know, when did you start adding to the writing process? All that stuff. When did the first, you said the demo yeah so we put out our EP. ep yeah 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 we put out like an ep in 2015 but when i first talked to them in december 2013 they had like two you know midi guitar like demo things like one was a midi guitar demo and then one was like just mike's guitar so one of them was the song cannot stop the clot and then the other one was el necro cabra i think and they had like you know recorded drums and stuff so they were they were they had this vision i can't remember for how long but they they've been wanting to make a band like this for a while so they had demos um and then me and ria the guitar player we jammed in april 2014 we had the first jam and then yeah those guys would commute from concord to san francisco at my space rhl in san francisco um over near bayshore and somewhere else oh. so nice man nice <laughs> yeah they have to take off to go pee okay yeah i might actually have to pee too can i do a quick pee yeah let's go yeah let's do okay. no no pee no what are you what, <laughs> what are you guys doing no there's no pee so uh there's two there's two pissers up top but uh that's cool i mean pisses. yes so that that was, was like a band that like i someone told me about and i felt like it was a band that was around forever that i like missed out on i was like oh yeah like it was, i thought it was like a cartilage exhumed ghoul and i was like oh they're coming back or something that's like when i saw them and i was like pretend like i knew like oh yeah cartilage i know cartilage like you know like all their old stuff <laughs> i was like trying to kind of hold that together but i remember seeing them live and i was like it had that it was fun dude it had like that fun so if you guys are listening like that fun style of uh theatrics they had like a guy with like a chef thing with like the blood on him and he's like coming out with like it's kind of like a a guar ghoul kind of style and i like was completely fucking blown away by it i was like super stoked and then anthony moved to pacifica you got like a <laughs> just keep going yeah yeah so no no but uh it was a it was a piss sesh right there but um serious no, how, how sick was cartilage live because i mean we we saw them that one night and like I literally, like, I was just telling everyone, like, I thought, like, I was like, oh, Cartilage, uh, that's a band that's been around since, like, the 90s, right? I knew. It just sounded like <laughs> a band that you thought you should have known. And I was like, because yeah. they were, like, headlining the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, Cartilage, it's members of they're uh, from, like, the 60s, dude. And no, I'll admit that <laughs> before that gig, I, I hadn't heard their music. And so it was the classic um, seeing a band for the first time live. And how I love that when it's good. And Cartilage was one of those things where I'm like, oh. It was like entertaining. They had like the entertainment aspect too going. It was like, yeah, there was the yeah. singer. I was saying like the meat 
chef, meat chef. Yeah, the butchers, no, like the blood, butcher and all that. Butcher bands, if, dude. Yeah. If you go, if you, you want to go have a good, fun, clean, fun gore fest. Go watch Cartilage live, dude, because it definitely was that situation and it took me back to i mean you mentioned exhumed earlier and not that the music sounds necessarily like exhumed but the the live show aspect of it where they would have you know gore metal underneath their guitars they'd flip yeah they'd fucking have the the saws that they'd you know shoot sparks out into the crowd off their guitars and shit like that and then they had the character that would always come up on stage who was kind of like the texas chainsaw massacre type dude okay. you know, blood and guts and all this crazy shit and yeah that's that's fun dude that, that's and not only that though with cartilage you you understand that there is real musicianship like your your drums and the riffing there's very actual in, intricate riffs in dude. cartilage there's, yeah there's podcast there's podcasts yeah, of me talking about after we went to that show and there's there's podcasts mm-hmm. maybe i'm like a fucking drummer was like standout. Like he was like I remember. I was yeah, like the drummer is sick. awesome. For sure, like yeah. I was like what the fuck. <laughs> like I wasn't expecting like some shredding drummer back there. And really I was good. like yeah, yeah. And it's like, all natural Whoa. sounding too. It's it's Thanks. super punchy on all yeah. the mixes. But uh, like I'm gonna give it up to the guitar player and the bass player too because there actually is some really intricate stuff if you sit and pay attention. It's not just oh, yeah your your run of the mill gore metal type band like there's yeah. actual, actual there's idea, like a couple real idea band, right there's like Rhea and someone yeah. other than the, so the singer Rhea and Mike are a couple. Um, I okay. believe they're actually engaged. So congrats to them. Oh, uh, congrats. And, yes, and Rhea, sure. Rhea is Mark's sister, so it's like a literal family. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So That's and then awesome. and then uh, our bass player Keenan, we've had him for a couple years now too. But um, yeah, no, I was like that was one of the standout things because I knew about Feast, and I was like, I knew how talented Mike was because of Logistic Slaughter and Voice of the Soul because he's like he's such a sharp shredder, and I knew Rhea had riffs like for days <laughs> like yeah, no yeah. filler all riffs like she writes a lot of the material uh with mike um and then mark's vocals are just like enunciation like insane like he gets every note in like he's like kind of like a uh, corpse grinder in a way but like he gets all those like every enunciation yeah, yeah. something you know it's not just filler it's not just like growling whatever but it's like he gets it you know so um and we all come from a we, we all come from a background of being like super into brutal technical death metal like uh-huh. what this podcast encompasses, you know, like Paima, fucking Spawn of Possession, Deeds is like one of my favorite bands. Like we love that tech shit. So I guess that kind of gets morphed into that grind because grind, you know, isn't as techy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we made it into our own little formula where it can be grind and also like intricate, but not overly intricate, you know, so. There's that stuff. Right. I mean, after seeing, you know, like you drum tech for Ghoul uh, last week or whatever. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I drum tech yeah. for Ghoul sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was watching you drum tech their, their masks or whatever. But, yeah. um, <laughs> for but men, no, there's a lazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super lazy. Sometimes, you know. Fuck you gotta guy. do everything for him, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's actually that that style of music and watching it live and stuff and and watching you guys and watching Google recently and we've 
we odious has played with ghoul too back in the day and i was like oh sick it's it's got this like funness it's like fun it's like this underlying layer of fun that's built into it that like whether you know the songs or not like i'm smiling and like having a great you know what i mean and i saw yeah. that at when you were uh mass teching for uh for ghoul uh recently um, yeah. but just like Santa, it was like super packed everyone's having a great time everyone's smiling everyone's like like fucking risking their bodies like to like jump out and just yeah. like go like like the most crazy fucking like stage dives i've seen in a long time and people just were like stage diving coming out doing it again doing it again yeah. doing, everyone's like trying there's like 50 stage dives i saw probably during your set like minimum yeah and it was like yeah. everyone's just smiling and la everyone's laughing when it like someone kind of falls kind of funny and everyone's like hitting <laughs> each other and laughing it's, it's reminding me of the movie dead alive dude it's like one of the goriest movies you could ever see but yeah, you're so smiling much there's humor while some dude's getting his head ripped off by a zombie or some shit like that, you know? And it is, it's that exact uh, attitude and, and feeling in music. It's a vibe to it. It's music. like a, yeah. it's like the music's aggressive, but there's a smile behind it. We're just like, going to laugh at the most gnarliest ways humans can be killed and torn it's apart. It's not even, and... I wouldn't even say that like, <laughs> like that style is like, I mean, there's laughing when people like blow it and fall off stage kind of weird. But there's just like a smile, like yeah. it's just like a smile. It's not like it's not, we're not like laughing. It's like it's like with a smile. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. this. I, it's like a. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe from like the old school hardcore punk era. I have no idea. Like I guess from maybe from Guar when that comes from, where everyone's like yeah. the music's like kind of like headbanging and stuff like that. But they're like doing funny shit and they're like making you smile. If you know? you're gonna hear a dude say like, and their next song is gashes to ashes, you're gonna smirk a little bit before that <laughs> song starts. Dude. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. then they have funny banter and stuff. Like the banter is hilarious. Like yeah. And, and then you know, like the the costumes are fucking awesome. And like, there's not like, <laughs> it's kind of almost taking. Um, how do I explain it? It's almost not making fun of death metal, but it's like making fun with death metal. That's probably yeah, I mean, yeah. And we obviously love death metal death metal culture and all that stuff but you know if you can't laugh at yourself once in a while it's like okay maybe you're taking it too serious you know totally and Definitely. we're kind of like very tongue-in-cheek like you like you mentioned gashes to ashes or like a yeah. and crawl i'm a donor like all these goofy ass titles. i'm a donor that's another one that, <laughs> yeah a lot of these song names have made me giggle today dude yeah dude well, yeah like What's well, like funny is like it's like Anthony says it's like there's probably like another infinity where like he's like <laughs> he's like, like, this part, he's like seriously and he's like not laughing you know he's like all pissed like those song names like are like super serious like yeah at the oh, same fuck time yeah, dude. you know I just clicked grand account that's, that's sick. sick um yeah no it's it, but it's like a fun time you know like everyone's yeah. having fun like it's like a party it's like has a like a, i mean thrash has that too there's some thrash bands that have that kind of vibe like you know it's like you watch their videos it's like like dumping beers on each other laughing having a good time like you guys i mean um the cartilage and and you know the drum tech gig and all that stuff like you guys have brought this um kind of fun like it's 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 a style of music that is and people want to show up to it whether they like it or not. People want to go and experience mm -hmm. it whether they like like it or not. You know what I mean? And they want to they want to be a part of the experience. It's kind of like you know, yeah. it goes yeah. back to Guar. Like you want to you want to wear the white shirt and get shit on you. Like, you know what I mean? Like blood. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Dude, you're uh, you're actually like I'm just remembering everything from the early cartilage days. But we used to come out with dragging our singer in an actual body bag before every show for like two years. That's red. Yeah, there's like 
I, there's videos somewhere, but like we used to drag them out in a body bag and there would be like, what's going on? Like, why is there like this like aqua blue, like latex bag just sitting there, <laughs> heavy aqua blue latex bag sitting there. And then we would start the set and our singer for every show for like two years until the shit broke. Cause you know, body bags are supposed to be one time use, right? <laughs> um, we, we just use it every, every show for like two years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, we would start it. And then as soon as we start each set, uh, he would just fucking scream out of it and just like, you know, he's I guess in there with like a wireless mic or something. No, no, he would, I, I don't know what he did with his mic. Maybe he plugged it in after, but he would just be like ready to go. Like as soon yeah. as I count it off, like he just fucking rips out of it. And I, just, like, I screaming. wouldn't you say that is a parody of the Norwegian black metal scene. Like that you hear the stories of dead, the original vocalist of mayhem burying his clothes a week before a show. So when he could, uh, un, you know, take them out and put them on, he'd smell like he'd been buried for a week. I mean, could be, but also if Dead just put tied up his stage clothes in a bag and didn't use it for a couple of weeks, then it still reeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. It probably smells worse. Garrett would probably smell better than that, dude. Well, actually, the cool thing about doing something like that, though, is because it takes away from like the serious, like we're serious metal. We're it's like immediately it's kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, everyone's kind of got this like vibe to it, like changes yeah. the whole vibe of the whole serious and that's like, what i'm saying yeah it's a pair yeah. the, the smile that's what, the, that's what i'm talking about earlier like the smile comes in it's like oh shit they they're they're down to like parody and have a good time they're down to like you know do something like theatric yeah, not like not like my ego is super sick so i need to be sick and you know right. i've toured with vader and stuff and i've seen the 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 old school polish people casey's going nuts for the camera uh the old, <laughs> old school old school polish they're just fucking metal and that's like right fucking serious like don't fuck with this you know what i mean yeah and you guys come out with like a like a like a it's, it's like fun it's like whether people want to like like say it's not fun or not it's like it's mm -hmm. fucking like a, it brings a vibe over it's like oh we're chill now there's no like egos like it's all like it's all smile it's all like but still the music's good but it's like fun you know like yeah they're saying we could vibe. do the same we could do it the same way you guys do but we're also having fun and poking fun yeah, once the ego's gone, it's like people, the crowd goes like, oh, shit, well, we don't have to be all like, fuck with our chests. You don't need to be this far out anymore. You know what I mean? It's like we can have yeah. like let our fucking guard down and like have fun. And that's what I think with that style of music is like watching it, like I said, like recently and just seeing the vibe that was like it was so not serious. I mean, not like 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 check out my shirt. I have, I have this old school shirt on that no one everyone no one knows about this shirt because it's so underground. Like I'm gonna be so sick of the show. It's none of that. It's like fuck yeah. Let's fucking. It's like let's fucking go out and have fun. You let's know what I mean? Let's go out and have fun with the Kirkland brand T-shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's wear a fucking Mer Alanis Morissette shirt and fucking go to a death metal show. You know, it's like everyone will like be like, fuck I hope yeah, it gets dude. splattered in fake blood. <laughs> yeah. Get out of fucking the singer's mouth or whatever after you got out of a body. But bag. that's I think it's really that's genius to me. That's like to me like watching especially watching the line of the, some of these shows, these huge crowds showing up. I'm like, it's fun. That's, it's not like, like you don't have to be super into it. You don't have to like, you can just be like, Oh, there's a fun band that if you're not into the style of music, maybe you'll get into it later. But like, this is kind of like a, a pathway into it. Or like, maybe you like punk first or like some, another style of music. That's like an aggressive style of music. And just like, it kind of like brings you into death metal like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important. Like those, like all your guys' bands are super important. I think to death metal, it's like, huge deal to me 
Yeah, thanks. I mean, I think it's like almost like a two for one deal. You get like, you know, a band playing on stage plus some entertainment and it just keeps it like entertaining visually while you're like listening to the music. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fun. Like it's fun. You know, I, I couldn't see myself being in an ultra serious band. Like I like to laugh, you know, like I can, yeah. I couldn't be serious. <laughs> and all these death metal bands too, like behind the scenes, we're all laughing, like we're all yeah. like laughing yeah. the whole time, you know, it's like, I mean, there's like, there's like taking band pictures. Jokes. Taking band pictures in our bands are like the hardest yeah. things to do because oh, we're yeah. like trying to be serious and we like we'll smoke a joint or something and we're just like we're like all right dude and then one of us will start laughing and it's like <laughs> contagious and it it yeah. takes like two hours to take a picture of us with one of us not smiling yeah. Yeah. you know I'm not to guy catch that us all serious <laughs> I'm always laughing dude <laughs> oh me too funniest yeah. the funniest serious is like trying to play like technical stuff live you know it's like a like a oh. like a cliche thing but it's like dude it's like dude you fucked up the five seven nine thirteen thing dude what the fuck man <laughs> like you know it's like it's like, like no one noticed except nobody like, even like really is, i know what's like going on they're like you know it's just the band train wreck before like odious has yeah. train wrecked before at uh at dude it was Death 12 Fest, not 13 dude. and people didn't even notice that we train wrecked <laughs> you know what i mean that's, yeah it's not anybody <laughs> nobody talks about it except for us dude yeah yeah <laughs> It's because we're so like, like nerdy about it, but like you yeah. know, we notice it, but like everyone else is like, oh, it was and it like ruined our whole night. Like no one talked <laughs> to each other. Like the next morning, like no we one talked. Separate. Yeah, we're just like, dude. Actually, cartilage practices are like the hardest practices on earth because like the drumming is already a little like you know intricate in its way, but everybody else in the band is doing something funny like our bass player just got like oh, a God. wireless so he's trying to be like yeah. Harris, just doing his shit everywhere <laughs> and then my singer just starts turning his shirt inside out and just starts doing like shit like this yeah. and then my guitar player like both guitar players mm -hmm. are like running in place like it's just like it's it's non-stop dude it's so hard That's like rad, practice dude. <laughs> for me the worst part about me it was uh like being in like like odious and decrepit and stuff is that like <laughs> i thought fucking up was like kind of funny I thought like I thought mistakes yeah, were kind of yeah. funny because I knew that we could all do it and but when you fucked up, I was like I would look over and start smiling and then like Casey would be like dude don't don't look at me <laughs> like if that ever happens because like Casey <laughs> would start to get it too I'm like dude don't yeah don't do yeah that. well that, <laughs> that would happen during odious rehearsals for sure I don't know if decrepit was more serious but odious rehearsals were always if somebody fucked up we all stared at the person that fucked up while <laughs> while we're still playing you know and but we're smirking at each other like we know we know yeah, you just yeah. did that but it's it's all about like getting through a song with those minimal fuck-ups that are caught quick that kind of was the reason why I'm gonna toot our horns for a second here with uh, Odious, are even though we fucking did that one train wreck that we always talk about. The reason why that that haunts us so much is because Odious could take a big break and come back and get through a set, pretty fucking decent. You know, for some reason we used to talk about it where there's uh, there were these yeah, big yeah. gaps, but between our jam sessions, but we'd come back and we'd still be, but the funny in, in the pocket. The funniest thing is you're just like you're like all playing and then you're like looking at each other like you know like you're having this like conversation you like motion uh -huh. like and you're like look at each other like what the fuck you're like playing at the same time i know but that's what makes yeah, it yeah. fun those those are the, the fun that's for the, the drummer the drummer's gotta be right the, that's the hardest job to like to take comedy and have and to you're like, like trying to like process. communicate if you're like nodding and like you're like shit what's going on you're like fuck there's a joke going on fuck this but that's <laughs> the whole reason that's the whole reason why we were excited to go back the next time when that session was over it was 
was uh, all yeah, the yeah. fun that we were having. Well, it's like a thing you know? you've done a million times yeah. and you fuck it up. That's what cracks me. That's what would be funny to me. It's like, I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> but like, we've done this a million times and it's like funny where they like do like a random like harmonic in the wrong spot. I'm like, what? like well, and then I'll just start thinking about it and I'll be like, back then I was like smoking so much weed that I was just like, I would just think about it way too much and I would just start laughing and almost have to stop. Like, what? yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But it's yeah, fun, so it's hard to when you fuck up as a drummer though, like Casey knows it's so obvious. <laughs> like I feel like with guitar players, I could never even hear when they fuck up unless it's like yeah, yeah. A I know, right? Yeah. You know, but you know, if you have the <laughs> rolling, like everybody mm -hmm. can hear it. You're under mm -hmm. a magnifying glass. You are. You well, are you're a percussive instrument that people feel all, as as well as listen to, and guitar players more is just a thing that you're listening to on top of the what? thing that you a lot of it's too like the vibe on stage when you see people like when you see the people in the front looking back at the drummer or you see something like that you see something like that happen then you know they fucked up even if you didn't hear a fuck up like mm -hmm. and so that was always like the number one thing was like what we were always working on is like if we fuck up or something don't be like what's going on back there you know like don't do yeah. that because like, yeah everyone act, will be able to act, tell yeah be chill <sighs> they just work through it just try to get through I mean, it the audience won't even like notice it unless you make it noticeable like yeah it's like you're telling everyone with your face like we're <laughs> yeah. fucking up right now because the right. front guys have to look back and like be all like oh what's like all freaking out i feel like though like back in the day like i don't know this back in the day like like i don't know like back at that time like crowds was like very attentive to like what you're doing like a lot of shows you go to now it's like a lot of people are just kind of hanging out like they're there but they're watching and they're not you could probably like train wreck and people wouldn't even notice or like maybe they were on their phone or like whatever i don't yeah, know yeah the like phone different thing. Yeah. Dude, it's like i don't know it's like but I, it depends on like a fat i mean obviously if it depends on like the like the focus of the show you know like if it's yeah. like a, everyone's like super engaged but yeah what's your know, what's your worst uh, yeah what's your worst uh like train wreck moment adam of all time um well <laughs> probably, uh let's see my first Terrorizer LA show, um, like, it was just like, it went by so fast because like, like I had learned that whole album in like a month. So like a lot of the riffs almost sound the same. Like for anyone that's heard World Downfall, like Terrorizer yeah. LA, we used, do, mm -hmm. we used to do all of World Downfall. And some of those it's, riffs, it's like. It is know, monumental, but I know what you're saying. Dude. Yeah, it's, so, it's such saying. a sick album, but like some of those riffs just sound almost like the same as a different song. And that happened on like this song Infestation, and I totally, uh, I totally just kept blasting or something, and I wasn't supposed to blast. And then Leon, the guitar player, looked like turned around or something, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna D beat. And then it went with the riff change, and I was like, Oh, this is what's supposed to happen. Now. <laughs> oh, nice. For well, D blast beat for that. I love, I love yeah. grind and like the traditional style of grind, but it is a smaller area to work within mm -hmm. before things start to kind of just blur you know yeah yeah it's... but it is it, you, it, if you're in the right mood and you got the right band grind is a great style of music it goes with a, a weird um mood i don't know what the mood would really be called but it chaotic if you're gonna pair music yeah, with how you feel yeah mm -hmm. where you kind of just want to let loose and get get like you know be, turn more into the ape mentality that's kind of what it is i'm gonna beat my my fist on the ground and fucking beat my chest and eat my bananas 
it's more organic. I mean, grind is more organic though. It's more like you know, it's more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Vibe. It's more. It's like it goes back to more of like the um yeah, instinctual instinctual aspects of what you feel. You it's know, a lot the, of feel, you know, and it's not as technical, but it's just like you, like even like when I first heard Scum, like the Napalm mm-hmm. Death album, when I was like uh, whatever twelve or, or whatever, like I was just like, damn, like. It's just like da, 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 da. it sounds like a train, yeah. thing, dude, and it, it's not fast. It's just da, 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 da. and he the way he used to blast is like he would alternate with the ride and the crash, so he would go papu 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 papu, and it's just chaotic. And then he goes to a DB, yeah. back to it. <laughs> it's this feeling of uh, yeah, like when you see this the gorillas in the cage and they're fighting or they're fucking just being all weird and it's just like that's what I feel when I listen to that type of grind, like brutal truth or terrorizers, world Run downfall, down. all those old school, early even. I mean, Exothernes thirteen is way more experimental, but they can still have a- aspects of their music that's just as like we're just going to go back to the simple uh feel aspects of being a human just oh i need to get it off yeah, it's like it's like up and down like it's vibing up and down it's like the energy going like and it can go faster one show and mm-hmm. at that one part and slower one show it's like how whatever everyone's feeling whatever the vibe is it'll it'll change you know it's kind of like a breathing yeah, live grind. organism yeah. yeah grind's so fucking sick <laughs> but yeah it is a smaller uh, bubble to work within if you're eventually like we were t- the how this started was you can write a riff that's kind of similar to another riff on the album because you only have so much to work with before you start moving into more experimental aspects of grind which was also possible well, it's actually know, a good you- segue too though i mean because you just mentioned it in passing but you played with terrorizer la <laughs> like, yeah i know um we were like we didn't put that on any flyer I remember you hit me up later it was like oh you want if you want to put that you can but like it's been four years or whatever and i was like we'll, we'll throw that in the in the middle of it but um yeah. so how did that become like how did you get hooked up with those guys what was the like the process of you like trying out or did you who go there that? and do it uh, there's sure. some sort of a scary band, <laughs> like a Halloween band. Wait, there. Wait, before let's let's go into why there's the Terrorizer LA and the Terrorizer because we actually got schooled on this on the pod, but I don't remember all the details. So there's there's situation where there's two different Terrorizers, or at one point there was two different Terrorizers, and one had to change their name to Terrorizer. Is LA. it similar to I Am Morbid and Morbid Angel? Base, it's do it's the same shit like <laughs> you nailed it with that yeah like it's the same thing somebody like with all those bands you know somebody owns the right to the name but then mm. other people have rights to the songs therefore they can still play it you just have to have it under a different name because oscar yeah. uh oscar garcia from terrorizer la it's like you know it's his baby he started that right with jesse pintado back in the day and you know they started they even had a drum different drummer before pete um, and I'm a huge Pete Sandoval fan. You know, I grew up just like emulating Morbid Angel growing up. But um, yeah, I guess Pete ended up with the name Terrorizer, and somebody didn't. Somebody else didn't claim it. So Oscar, I guess what actually what happened is Jesse Pintado's uh, like death anniversary came up in like 2014 or 15, and I think Jesse's sister thought about. Asked, reaching out to Oscar or somebody to like get the uh, 
get like like a tribute band to Jesse to commemorate his like 20 years or 10 year anniversary of his passing. Mm. So what happened is Oscar got a band together, which involved uh, Leon uh, Del Morte, who's like yeah, yeah. been in a million bands, Exhumed, Intronaut, Phobia, like Murder Construct. There's, the list goes on. <laughs> Super cool dude, but very grind guy because he's played for a million bands. <laughs> yeah, totally. So uh, he helped put that together, that lineup together with Mike Caffell um, uh, from Exhausted Prayer because these are all LA-based guys. And I think it was the guitar player from Sadistic Intent and then Cosmo, uh, Carlos Reveles, who was in the beginning of Terrorizer, like in the demo days, but wasn't on world downfall. So like they put together this lineup and they played this sick grind show to commemorate Jesse Pintado's passing. Cause Jesse was, you know, a founding member of terrorizer and then they liked it. The show went great and they're like, Hey, let's keep doing this. So that was 2015. Um, and I've been in touch with, I've been friends with Leon for like, dude, uh, going way back to the MySpace days when I was like 12, just like messaging all my favorite bands. He was like one of the few that would respond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice, so I used to talk to Leon a lot on AOL Instant Messenger. AOL uh, Instant Messenger, dude. Yeah. AIM, AOL. So we, <laughs> we kept in touch, dude. And then I met him like 2010 or 2012. And then we just kept in touch. I always just told him like, hey, dude, if you know you ever need help with Terrorizer, I fucking love the shit out of that album. And um, he would always be cool and show up to my shows and hang out. And then he finally just hit me up and he was like, hey, like, you know, Mike's going through some stuff right now. Um, the show's like in about a month. I know it's last minute, but would you like be kind of interested? And of course, like I was like 22 and I was like, I'm not going to turn this shit down, you know? So, but it was like scary. And, you know, I practiced like every day leading up to the show to the point where I had tennis elbow on both of my arms. Jesus, I just like, I was like, I'm not going to fuck this up. I went to sleep listening to the album. I commuted listening to the album. I practiced that shit every day. That's the first real hurdle you, you were feeling in your career as a musician. Yeah you know yeah and you're you're making sure that you're going to be the best you in that situation to get that gig yeah i mean i wanted to make a good impression and show that i could for sure do it um and yeah the tennis elbow thing was scary because that inflamed like a week before the show and i told leon i was like yeah i'm gonna start like putting some pads here because i was just playing way too much um, yeah, but I can tell that you're proud of that work that you're talking about. Even you, you worked yourself to being sore to get ready for this, the first real, like I said, hurdle into yeah. the, the lifestyle of being a death metal drummer. Yeah, I mean, it was for sure scary though. Like, I grew up like wearing terrorizer shirts, just like obsessing over World Downfall, like copying Pete Sandoval fills because like they're like the coolest fills ever. Um, right right yeah and perfecting, uh, perfecting a, a great work dude that's killer yeah and i wanted to like you know everyone i guess like has their own way when it comes to like joining like like a band that's been around for a while like i wanted to play like as close to pete as possible like i wanted to have those signature fills that he always did and like all those stop and goes and like 
I wanted to like do it as close as I can because like, yeah, I, I had a feeling that people were going to be air drumming in the crowd and they were, and I was like, okay, this is scary. Like people are air drumming this shit. I can't fuck up. Yeah. So if you actually go to my YouTube channel, I actually filmed my first show with them, uh, in 2017 and I'm not headbanging for the first two shows or, or first two songs because I'm so fucking nervous. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. But yeah, of course, your first couple of times with the band are going to be nerve wracking because that was that's the that's game day, you know? Yeah. All this all this work that you've been doing, falling asleep to the music, actually physically executing mm-hmm. the songs. Um it all builds up to that one thing it, and, and you don't, you don't you want a much you don't want legends turning around looking at you like what are you doing dude what's going on yeah. you know i mean yeah. like you don't want like that's like a nightmare you know like if you're joining a band you want to like you're joining like a legendary band you want to yeah. make sure i'm like all right this shit's like back of my hand shit you know what i mean yeah like, and like it's it was like you know this is when i first started learning how to alchemate with playing other people's drums at shows because i never played a terrorizer show with my own drum set like they're always just like weekend shows flying somewhere mm-hmm. and that was a huge learning curve because i had to just accept what was given to me that day mm-hmm. you know Jesus. not easy because you know you're used to a certain thing for so long i was playing my drums and for shows and shit uh, for years and then now i'm finally playing backline kits like i didn't know what that was that was super new to me and dude the backline kit was uh from hellshock because this band hellshock was right before us and the drum heads were so dented like uh, holy fuck dude <laughs> Jesus. oh no the sound guy moon gelled the shit out of it dude to make it sound half good and i was like like, pits in it like in the heads like pit like stick pit like hit yeah it's just like so like the heads haven't been changed in like three years like it's just like Uh, normal head and then their head okay (laughs) yeah yeah. get your stick like caught and like (laughs) and like lose a stick (laughs) 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 finally puts it through because you, if that dude's just not changing his head, you are actually going to beat the fuck out of that, and you actually might poke through. Yeah, it, yeah. So that was like my first like experience dealing with only playing other people's equipment and just accepting it and just being like, "We'll see what happens," you know. So, yep. What a yeah. trip! So you did that from right. So you were, were you in cartilage when you was this before cartilage, right? Yeah, so what happened is this was 2017. So I was in Cartilage and Ion, and then Terrorizer started June. For me, Terrorizer started June 2017. Yeah. Dude, okay. Pete's, Pete's blasts are my favorite blast out of all the blasts that have gone through history. I think that split time Pete Sandoval blast. Pete. Oh, that Pete, yeah. Yeah, I think that's my favorite version of the blast. Yeah. Right? Uh, you got the Mike Smith. That's everything together. Yep, unison. Yep. But that split time, it just feels so much. It's hectic. Yeah, more. but Pete was that's also just like how I like it. I know, dude. Exactly, and, and that's what he's famous for. But he was also just so good at the. I mean, just he still is. Dude, mm-hmm. still good at the the, just the killer double bass. Double bass. Dude. all around playing everything, dude. Like dude, he was so scary was, and oh. like in the formula oh, yeah. era, like he was going dude, so yeah. fast dude so fast. when you see play live you're just like oh fuck okay <laughs> like that's what yeah like that like i'm yeah. sure 
standard for every death metal drummer to go faster. It's just like seeing Pete sample. Oh, yeah, dude. Lit, you know? So much power, you know. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to I, I Am Morbid. So he just made a post about it, whatever. He's he's uh, he's doing the I, I Am Morbid touring right now you know and uh oh wow we had kelly on uh, a few like a few like about a month ago and stuff um mm -hmm. kelly McLe Mc mclaughlin and he's not touring with them currently but uh he was making some shout outs but yeah man it's cool man. yeah I, I, that player, see I was wondering who was gonna be yeah. playing if it was gonna be uh damn I'm tim young no, it's it's Pete Sandoval. Yeah, and Dave. No, Vincent. that's cool, that's, dude. I am morbid thing. Yeah, and then it makes me more so want to go now. Speaking of old guys still doing yeah. stuff, Jesus Christ, you have to do the drums in a death metal band. Like it's like I know, right? About, like, that's that's insane. How old is fucking? Dude. Yeah, all those guys like Paul Mazurkowitz, like yeah. so so totally. cool to see him play. Like I saw them. I think I saw you there, Joel, um, when they played in Oakland or Berkeley earlier this year. Oh, Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hard. Is, yeah, is that yeah. the same show that I went to? Yeah, yeah. It was like White yeah. Chapel. Yeah, and that's where we met in person, dude. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So that, I, I, yeah. when I saw you, I was like, I know I've seen this guy in person. No, we met before that at the show at the bottom of the hill. Was it bottom oh, of the hill or uh, Parkside? Uh, Park yeah, Park Park okay, it yeah, was yeah, the yeah. actual night that you played with Cartilage. Then, yeah. yeah. But it's cool seeing like, like dudes like still like drums is an instrument that like if I just looked up Pete Sandoval's age, just you guys want to take a guess real quick? Um, 50, 60. I was actually on the fix fifty six uh, vibe. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Yeah. Wow. Dude, 1960s, born 1964, so he's he's 20 years older than us. Uh, so I am morbid. What do they they play everything up until gateways? Is that what it is? Something. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know because well, doing. They have the they have. What's I his am name? morbid. I know, but morbid's doing has the the gateways and on right. Is that what Morbid Angels doing? Uh, well, I think I I think they kind of did that. I think the way it really goes is whatever songs Vincent wrote, he plays whatever songs. Right, Vincent. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes exactly. sense. I think, yeah. I think it's gone to that because you know yeah. Vincent wasn't in Formulas Onward. That's why they emphasize on that. Plus, it's cool to hear those songs because they were playing classics for years. You know, I yeah, love yeah. love Gateways and the Gateways is what got me into like kind of got me into death metal like when that came out i was like the opening of the gates double bass i was like yeah i was like orbit was much more evil sounding than cannibal too because i kind of came across yeah. cannibals gateways and gallery of suicide at the same time was like the first two cannibal and morbid things that i was exposed to and um opening the I, gates I, though i was like that double bass part though i would show that to people that weren't into yeah. death metal like i remember I, I would show it to my buddies that were like an, into hip-hop only i'd be like they have like like huge subwoofers in their car i'm like we gotta listen to fucking opening the gates in your car yeah. so you go in there and they're just like fucking they'd be like what the fuck is this yeah yeah because yeah. i mean there was no not not it was probably i mean it's so perfect i don't know if that's could really be done in real life i don't know you guys you guys are drummers but i remember well, like hearing it and i didn't know that there was like any kind of editing back like ever existed you know when i was listening to it at the time by hearing that double bass i was like what so it's almost like a note it's like like it's so it's yeah so it is yeah it's super fast um, but then yeah. you listen to everything before that and you're like this dude can execute um very clean sounding like natural drums dude where they're mm -hmm. That wasn't at times where that, that was definitely uh triggers, yeah. right? 
Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole yeah. drum kit was triggers, right? Gateways, is, Gateways and Heretic are noticeably triggered. And then what's cute, I think, cute about Blessed or the Sick is that it's the beginning of triggered shit. So you get to hear how gated the toms are. It's like, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no reverb. But yeah, no reverb. And then like you hear that, like I, like, I feel like that's pretty cool. Like, you know, all those death metal drummers in the nineties really like experimented with triggers and like, you know, you can hear it like in like mayhem albums, like uh grand declaration. Uh, yeah. I think it's called grand declaration. Uh, it's super triggered, dude. It's just like, again, everything's gated and perfect hit, you know, but. That was an old school band. That, I mean, not an old school band, but a band that uh, triggered probably one of the first. I don't know if they were the first trigger drum band. Was a uh, Fear Factory, like oh, uh, demanufacture and stuff. That was like all Soul replaced to drums. Yeah, you know? sold sold the machine. Yeah, I yeah. wonder like what's up with that, dude. Like the whole like it's like old Metallica. Like it's like it's like none of that was ever triggered. They never used any set like with Pantera and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's like. Did they never use any sample like along like live or anything? Well, like, I'm curious about that. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, that it matters either way. I'm just curious about you know. The, well, yeah, it's like when well, people like yeah. I think Fear Factory was a band that was like kind of going with industrial kind of. They're like, okay, yeah. so this works with our totally. sound more. You know what I mean? Whereas like right, right. you want the kind of natural sound from Metallica and Pantera and stuff like that. But like sure. they were like kind of had yeah, this yeah. like kind of like dun, 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 you know had this like spur like these like robot noises coming in in the background like it made sense to do yeah. like a triggered style of but drum. i mean like but think of like the first person that thought of, even before death metal like like okay so early 80s and you're like oh you're thinking in your mind like oh we want to like trigger this sound or whatever that came but like you're kind of thinking obviously like of early metallica or like that sound e- even if they didn't trigger it to get that sound but you're, you're kind of be you thinking want that sound that. You know, or yeah. e- even like with Slayer, like Rain and Blood, like it wasn't triggered, right? But, but like it, it was recorded in a way that kind of compressed it to where it kind of sounded almost like what triggers became later. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like you know what I mean, like what they're like, trying to cut, what they were trying to cut, like what the sound they wanted. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think like Injustice for All just coming to mind right now, like speed metal. Yeah, it's it's like maybe sampled or something, but like Justice for All is the perfect example, though. You're right. That's yeah, there's a little, there's close. a little yeah. bit of dynamics because you can hear when he's yeah. like when he goes doom, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom, yeah, yeah. Doom, it sounds like triggered, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But like Pantera, didn't he use the that too? Exactly. Pads? Right. Yeah, he 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 used like the like the metal like pads on the kicks, like but, the yeah, which I used when bar. I was younger before triggers. Those were fun, but they would break your head. Yeah, I know. Me too, dude. Back in the nineties, yeah, dude. No, yeah. Sure. So do you think that triggers were invented because of the evolution of metal in general and getting heavier and being wanting to be as punchy as it possibly can and the natural kick drum sound couldn't get there so we decided to trigger it so we can control how hard it hits? I think I think I mean you're making me really think about this question but I think they created created acoustic drum triggers so that they can replicate studio quality sound in a live yeah because they people know how there's so many dynamics within a kick drum in a live room especially like you know uh like in an uh, like a arena or something like you're gonna hear yeah. the kick drum, like really give so i feel like that was like the perfect way for people to get consistency whether it's slower right. it, it, it's almost like it's like kind of like oh you want the injustice for all like 
kit triggers on your like set like you know it's kind of like it's almost like that it's yeah like that's like, also another you just one. add that like sound to your set you know but, but you, it's find, just like, you find your favorite kick drum and now you I can think, have it I, I think the whole main thing is that like producers were able to create that sound in the studio yeah. back in like the 80s especially kind of starting in the 80s and then like you know because iron maiden and bands like that even judas priest but like Judas Priest, obviously, with Painkiller and like you know, certain, of course, you know, Screaming for Vengeance and like the metal stuff, it started to kind of shift in that direction. Of course, right. they're legends and they created that. But Iron Maiden always kept it like open, like rock, like you know, yeah. we don't, you know. It, but it was like all about like you know, like like it was you know, it's kind of it's not so much about how the bands wrote the music, which is obviously amazing that that's that all in that same time in that era. Mm-hmm. But it was also about the sound they were trying to portray like okay we're gonna create exactly. this album like what's the soundscape gonna be you know yeah so like metallica like came in like oh yeah but we're gonna do this like soundscape you know that gin 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 like where did that even that wasn't really you know there's other bands or like you know like rock and roll you know that kind of stuff but it was like the whole like like the whole like chugging stuff like Mm-hmm. And like, Dude. and then creating that sound, and then like, it's like the, even like the Beatles, like kind of being like, no, we want this like specific thing that like, so like recording that's kind of like Metallica, really. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, who else really did that 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 time? Well, I feel like thing. Rush, you know, would incorporate those E drums yeah. live, especially like when oh, Power yeah. and uh, Signals came out. I think I'm a huge Rush fan, but like, oh, oh, dude, Rush is amazing. Yeah, yeah, like like he had no shame in bringing like you know his electronic kits in, and I'm sure back in the day, you know, drummers got hate for that. Yeah, well, so. yeah, it's but Rush has always been that band that has gotten their stuff on the radio so they could still be rushed but trying to move with the times because that was into the 80s when all the mean, electronic sounds were but, being po- okay. you know. <laughs> all, right, all right school me dude but i'm saying like even like the okay side with bloody sabbath we're gonna go with 70s like you know like the chunkiest thing oh. in the seven what's the chunkiest riff of the 70s probably sabbath bloody sabbath like yeah song, like dude i mean that's that's the riff right and so like and that sounds sick but it sounds like a it's got a fucking tambourine in the it's a 70s recording mm-hmm. style of, of trying to be heavy which fucking succeeded and it's insane mm-hmm. right but like and, and then in the 80s there was the different you know the rock of the different or even the aussie stuff like randy Rhodes, like all that shit super heavy in a certain way but there was something about the metallica sound mm-hmm. with the recording i mean of course like with um you know uh the first one kill them all and stuff was yeah. kind of more that you know rock kind of like that that mm-hmm. you know motorhead like you know mm-hmm. coming from that background of iron maiden motorhead judas Priest, blah, blah, blah. but like when they did like ride the lightning right like whatever mm-hmm. like it was all of a sudden like they weren't just riding it was also like a sound like like a tight mm-hmm. so that's all i'm getting at I'm just saying you know and there's other bands too of course like you know mm-hmm. underneath and of course metallica of people can say oh they ripped off all these bands but they probably did you know but but i'm just saying who i'm just curious i'm just bringing it up like where did that come i, I guess it's like you got the money if you're the band yeah. that, that can break through then you can make that recording and you can create yeah. a sound because you have access to those like engineers you know Mm-hmm. like it's like yeah. nirvana it's like there's a bunch of bands that were like you know great like, like you know mud honey or like the the melvins and all kinds of bands that were like in that mm-hmm. era like just as good or whatever but or fugazi and all these bands but they weren't like they didn't create those right. hits that like got the the 
you know, the huge production, you know, yeah. but the production I mean, and the point of metal, but last point is that that creates mm -hmm. the sound that, and then Pantera, like those, those albums were not cheap to make. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sound and, you know? Yeah. No, I, you even have me thinking, uh, cause I love like jazz fusion. I got into that like seven years ago. That's like so cool shit. Like Billy Cobham, Dave Weckl, like Dennis Chambers. Oh, I love and I'm shit. just thinking you, you have me thinking about like, spectrum you know that cobham album oh yeah i love it's that just, shit. Yeah. like like the drums are so crisp and clean and it's just like hey maybe like just the way they built drums back then was just like better you know shallower kicks and acrylic was huge back then you know Thinner shells dude that's i mean that, that's a whole nother conversation dude dude <laughs> i mean you get into that too drum shell changes in the 80s like thicker shells Mm -hmm. yeah power toms and then now they're shorter yeah. like Cameron comes out with the shorter toms i I loved like the bigger toms personally yep yeah i, I don't play drums. How, how deep you want to get how nerdy but yeah what with joel my point was was that a lot of the heavy sound from a lot of bands that came in like that, that 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 thrash era like was a lot due to the, the engineers of course that recorded that stuff too you know Oh yeah, like, I mean, because able to get that sound like yeah, yeah. No, I, I was getting that from like we were talking about um, Metallica yeah. and stuff. Like they spent like a you know five hundred grand on a recording. Exactly. And, like when you go to a recording, yeah. you, you spend like seven grand. Like, how do we get yeah. like something? We don't want like a shitty like seven grand is like it's a variable scale. That could be a five hundred grand to like a underground band. You know what I mean? That's like that's their like you want them it to sound as good as it can. You know, like in the short amount of time. And you want to profess like your love? We both clicked at the same time. <laughs> Cancel. Them Someone out. say profess. Hey. <laughs> profess our love to the professor. I'm all it's great. I was wondering when you were coming, dude. Oh uh, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it in the middle of the episode. Like, where the fuck is Professor? But I was feeling that a few times. I'm like, this episode just got a lot smarter real fast. He just he walked in right into the drum talk. The drummer walks in during the drum talk. <laughs> yes, dude. Double no, this is great. no, I'm just kidding. He's like, actually, he's all actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's now officially a true Del Cali actually. Death podcast episode right now, it guys. Is, yeah. Wow. Stoked. Yeah. How's it going, Adam? I think you got good. It. How are you, man? Staying busy over there? You're on tour like every other week. <laughs> no, dude. Um, <laughs> I mean, I did a lot of yeah, I did a couple weekends uh last month. Um yeah, it's been good, man. Um play with this band Alludium. I did their mm -hmm. first uh record with Prophecy as a bass player, and then I just became the drummer. Uh Great. And then my actually my old homie Alex joined as our bassist, so it's like like a high school band again for me. Like I jammed with everybody back in the day in high school, so it's like super sick. Um, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, stoked for yeah. you, man. Um, how was the cartilage tour, super dude? Rad. Dude, the tour was fucking incredible, man. Um, like we played so many places we haven't played before because we've done like we're weird. We've done like West Coast tours before that are like a week, and then we've done Europe once <laughs> so this is the first time oh, we got to go through like texas and like new mexico arizona and it was really good man a lot of people I, it surprised me how many people were like ready to see us there it was really fucking sick hell yeah yeah, yeah you're man. like the perfect band to be supporting uh exhumed i thought oh, definitely it was gruesome, no, totally gruesome, gruesome. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, oh, that's fuck. actually it's funny because he posted it on the thing oh. and then he hit me up like he's all it was it's gruesome, but I'm like, I'm not gonna go through it. <laughs> <laughs> <keep it> ex- <laughs> you know, yeah. I've had ex- exhumed as going on tour in like a month, right? And I yeah. got that mixed up. That's yeah, no, it's out, all so good. That's no, you're you're all, right, all well, good, dude. Don't worry about it. It's Matt Harvey's I mean, Matt Harvey, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. We went on tour with Matt Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and Frank, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Matt yeah, Harvey, yeah. like, but, yeah, it's in that vein of that first era of death, right? Yeah, super sick. Yeah. Uh, Gus Rios, super sick to see him play uh, yeah. live. He's a very consistent drummer, super, super good at what he does, man. Um, and then we also toured with a band called Immortal Bird from Chicago, which are super fucking dope. Like, I don't even know what to like describe them just like prog black metal or something and the drummer does a lot of single foot blasts and he's just a fucking monster and just oh he just nails into it so check out immortal bird actually also oh, yeah. a sick drummer filmed immortal birds drummer as well um sick drummer yeah. magazine i was super nice. happy uh they showed up on the arizona date and filmed us so um yeah check that out they filmed the show sweet dude mm-hmm I think at one point like actually link to it or something. I was just saying I think at one point back in in the chat he put a link to was it you? He recorded you? Uh yeah, they were uh the dude recorded uh I think his name is Mike Wyatt. Uh he filmed like two cartilage songs and then like an immortal bird song and then uh gruesome stuff. So yeah, he filmed everybody. It was cool. That's what's up, dude. Shout out to Sick Drummer magazine for keeping all that at there is like the drummer nerd of death metal and that is number one top-notch content for that person you know and i wish there was i actually do wish there was a sick guitar player magazine (laughs) i do there was for a short second i think it was called six strings but they didn't follow up Ah. with it i mean there maybe he'll chime in in the comments but i do remember they did one on paul ryan uh they did like a six strings episode and then there wasn't much but that's exactly what what i was about to like do the the old changeover to was your new band please pronounce it for me oh mantra mantra Mantra. Mm -hmm. um i know the 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 symbol throws me off because yeah symbol i'm like how do i even say that (laughs) the the uh, e silent Yeah, yeah. I listened to it actually. I know um, Paul sent me like some pre, you know, before it got released stuff, and I heard it on my phone. I'm like, sounds cool, man. Fuck yeah. Like, I listened to it like real quick. And then before the pod, I had about 30 minutes just to like listen to the cartilage, and and I I threw it on. I was like, whoa, like the fucking, it's like math. I don't know. It's like technical, proggy, kind of like Mm -hmm. grindy, like it has like so many elements in it. And I was like, this is, it's one of those fun things that happens with this podcast happened with Ophidia and I where it was like right before the podcast I'm like let me just throw them on real quick and just check them out so I have something to talk about and like I threw your like mantra on I was like whoa like this is like a band I'm gonna fucking be listening to I was not surprised I was yeah I just I was yeah I was and it was something that Paul been Paul Ryan and been involved in and I probably should have checked it out earlier but no just checking out a couple of songs today i'm like what am i doing I yeah to... my stereo i heard it and i was like yeah. whoa it's really like, good <laughs> for sure yeah it's, oh, like, thanks, it's, 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 yeah. it's got that kind of like classic dirtier sound but it's got the yeah. prog elements to it and it's got like it's got so many so many elements i heard in like one song and i was like oh it's kind of like 
got a little bit of like the the kind of grindy like dirtiness to it but it's like weird timings in it and it's like it's got like all the things i want to hear like you know as like an old school metalhead and as a a newfound prog head in the last like five six years you know what i mean right on. i was like i was i was actually honestly like i was like whoa like that's like the main thing i've been waiting to talk about all night <laughs> Thanks, <dude>. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean uh yeah it was just like you know we we're trying to go for like a like it's funny because we were talking about fear factory a minute ago like i got into fear factory because of those guys because i never mm -hmm. used to listen to them um but then i started hearing them and hearing the footwork uh that the drummer does um and it was always just like incredible like okay this is so accurate and then i watched live videos from the 90s i was like okay he's really doing it it's not just cleaned up like he's super yeah, yeah. what he does so i just started like doing that kind of shit and then obviously paul like we <laughs> I, I like i've jammed with paul for like four years i guess now and sometimes we would how did you guys I, meet uh what's up how did you guys meet it's Paul oh, Ryan from Origin, by the way. It's like Paul everybody Ryan. else, man. A guitar center. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Dude, that is so oh, funny. Oh, yeah, dude. He's, so many good times. Like, a guitar dude, center. Dude, he... Uh, Did you already I, know I, about Origin before you walked in? To that oh, yeah. I, I first, like, talk talk to him. Because every time I'd come in, yeah. I'd come in with, like, a Napalm Death shirt or, like, an Immolation shirt, Cannibal Corpse or whatever. And uh, he would always comp, like like comment on my shirts and then he would just like do his thing where he walks away and just like talks and walks so <laughs> so i would see him and then one day he handed me a flyer to that origin hate eternal vital remains show i think that was slim's 2011 and then we started talking a little more and then when ion started playing shows i started giving him flyers and then we just started like keeping in touch so he was always i mean everyone knows paul he's the nicest guy ever so we would always just talk and then he knew about Rudy and he knew about me because he would he would go to like all my shows because like he lived in like a part of SF where like mm -hmm. shows were accessible. Right. So I would, he would he would be such like such a nice guy going to my shows all the time. And then um, he knew about Rudy, the guitar player of Mantra, because Rudy's also a shredder from uh, Cyanic and Genocide Skin. So he he like it seemed like he had his eye on Rudy and me like like on the distance, you know. But he would just wait for us because. Rudy and I started Mantra and Rudy and I were always just like, dude, we have to get Paul. Like, I don't know what it is. We have to get Paul. And Paul's like a one man band kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, guys, yeah. those guys know what they want in life. And like origins is baby. I was like, I don't want to like take you yeah. away. How did so, you get him to play bass though? Like, I mean, obviously like he's known as the guitar player of origin. Like you get him to play bass in this bass band. In that? Yeah. yeah. Paul, oh, nice. <laughs> dude, Paul's bass, dude, he literally found it in a dumpster. And it's like this massive <laughs> Gibson Explorer bass. It's huge. Like, it's huge. And he found it in a dumpster. And obviously, he fixed it up nice at Guitar Center, spray painted the pick guard and made it sound good. But uh, he said he didn't want to play guitar in another band, even though we would jam. And like I'd be like, come on, dude, like, let's, let's do a band together, dude. And you know, he would just be like, no, no, no. Like, he does this. He's like, no, no, no. Like. I'm not gonna play guitar for another band. Oh, man. So I'm just like, okay, fine. And then he's like, well, I'm down to do bass. And I was, we were just like, oh shit, Paul Ryan wants to jam with us. Dude, that is that's yeah. sick. So that's like, we showed him some like jam songs that we did, and he was just like, you know, oh, I'm digging this, you know, because it's it's kind of it's industrial like brutal technical death metal, you know. Mm. So it's like it's different, and he was down to try something different. And he's super into like industrial music, so it made sense. 
That's rad. rad That's, I mean, I saw the video of him uh, playing bass. He does vocals too, right? He does. He does his screams and bass. He does jaguar screams. His yeah, his like <laughs> fucking pterodactyl like pterodactyl. <laughs> he's still awesome. looking great, dude. Yeah, he's yeah he's killing it. So he's super driven, and uh, yeah, he's he's been awesome to be in a band with. He's very hardworking. Awesome. We jam oh, with quite often. That's great. Yeah. That's how do awesome. you guys how do you guys get the industrial sounds? Is it like guitar effects? So um well, so basically we played our first show in September and what happens is like when we recorded the album, uh we recorded all the industrial parts like separate. Um mm -hmm. and what I did for the show is I have a click track and my I have a splitter. And one split goes to my ears, which is click and guitar. The other split goes samples straight to the crowd. Like, mm -hmm. I guess a lot of bands do that. Like, I know, like, Behemoth even does that, actually, yeah. mm -hmm. send a splitter. So that's how it is. Just 30-minute click track. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but so, 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 the sampled, uh, so the sampled industrial sounds, how are those created? Are those, like, uh, just on a computer, like, uh, some some, like, electronic instruments and stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I can't remember which program. I think my guitar player Rudy, he has like Pro Tools, and he just creates all these like weird sounds. Um, yeah, sure. there's like a a plethora of like library of random sounds, like breaking glass or just like something being sucked out, and just like or even if you do like a someone screaming, then if you slow it down, it sounds super creepy. Like totally super uh, interesting, interesting shit. Um, run it through like a, a filter or something like that and like create something completely out of like a no it's like a bjork move like she does like yeah. crushing snow will be all of a sudden a beat somehow like yeah you can take mm -hmm. some of those programs you can just run it through all these filters and just create a completely brand new life out of a normal sound yeah mm -hmm. yeah rudy creates all those sounds and then we just jam it and yeah so that's how i did it see what was cool for me is it yeah, i couldn't tell if it like was taking some of the crazy noises at the shop and sampling them and putting them into music, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, Joseph was like in mid sentence. I didn't hear him. Oh, you don't I hear was him? wondering, are my, uh -uh. is, is no, it he, working or? He, look, he looked to like see if he was like muted. He's like, he's all looking. Uh, uh, sorry. Dude. Um, no, I, I must be kind of quiet. I'm using these. I'll turn, I'll turn you up. Mics. I got but, you. Um, Sweet, thanks. Um, I was just saying, like, I couldn't tell if it was like sampled uh, instruments or, or like just something on the guitar, which is cool that it's yeah. like kind of subtle like that, and and it doesn't like hit you over the head like mm -hmm. this is industrial metal. It's more like tech metal with some like what the fuck is going on, something new, that kind of style. So, mm -hmm. right on. Yeah, I know there's uh there's a couple parts on guitar that he does do. Like he has this pedal uh, that like does like a weird like like it sounds like it's twirling the 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 notes that he plays so like that's pretty cool um there's a couple moments but majority of them are from the click track uh that sure. we do live so yeah nice why'd you dig it <laughs> yeah I, i'm a big fan too man when that when that shit dropped i was actually in asia when i listened to mantra which is oh cool, cool. last time cool. i visited yeah Sweet. no i was yeah. literally i'm not like i'm I don't do this often where I'm like, geez, like, like I felt like I wasn't in the know, even though Paul sent me tracks before it was released. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, cool. I was like at work. I was like, 
cool yeah. thing. Sounds, sounds on good. Your phone, never, never, you know. a good, never a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I randomly threw it on before and I was like, what is going on? Like, this is like, everyone should check it out. I'm just saying. It's very cool. It's very new. It's very old. It's very everything. It's got everything going on for yeah. it. Where I was like, I loved about like, it's got like all these different influences. I was like, trying to pull the influences. I'm like, there's like nine in here. <laughs> like, there's like yeah. a lot of things going on. You know, I was, I, you know. Yeah. I per I was super stoked on it too because I always wanted to be in like a more technical band because I love like I mentioned earlier like I love grind and stuff but like even towards the tail end of when I was in Ion like uh, we put out our last album I think in 2018 and I was like you can hear like I wanted to get more and more technical and like that's why I parted ways is because like just we wanted to go different directions but uh, like. I wanted to just keep pushing the technical shit you know with this atmospheric. Mm -hmm fucking riffs and i just yeah i love like deeds of flesh and all that technical uh, shit, yeah i was so. just about to say it goes back to your unique leader roots dude oh dude yeah. love them I, yeah uh, like all that shit just like i want to play like brutal music and like stamina shit like there's parts where it's just like a minute straight of just like 30 second notes like let's that's go the hardest, that's the hardest thing to like to to dial in like you know seeing like you guys like with cartilage and like seeing you drum tech for ghoul um and seeing all the all like the fun stuff going on like you guys are having fun it's easy it's not like hard to play but like the crowd is reciproc reciprocating to it immediately they're like understanding it immediately but as a musician you're like yeah but there's like way sicker like funner more more fun things to play and mm -hmm. um and it, it goes the thing that sucks about it i remember i was uh who was i texting it was someone in a big tech band i was like each note that you play extra is like one fan lost. <laughs> it's like it's it's one less listener because like it just goes it's over. Like, if people aren't playing music, I remember like being on tour with Decrepit or Odious. Like they were all in bands. Like people that were yeah. like way into it. They were like musicians. They they They're wanted music. To, it's musicians, yeah. musicians. Like, yeah, it's, it's like this bands watching music you. for musicians. Yeah, mm. but it's like it's finding that balance of like which I think fucking Mantra has by the way. The balance you. of like technicality, but like it's still not to the point where people are like, okay, I don't know what's going. You know, people that don't play music yeah. are like, I don't. Okay, this is over my head, kind of thing. Like it mm -hmm. had like a groove to it, and it was a little mathy with the with the the time signatures and stuff like that, which I felt was mm -hmm. great. Oh, like loved. Mm -hmm. You know, like nowadays, Meshuggah's huge, so you can do that now. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, that also had a big thing to do with the production too, because we didn't want a super huge production. We wanted to keep it as raw as possible with also still like presenting it in a sort of professional way. We didn't want something super overproduced because we wanted to just like give it that character, you know, totally. like, I don't like, I didn't want my drums to sound like every other, you know, technical album. I wanted it to sound like, like a dude in a room playing. Yeah. Whatever. So. Yeah. For I mean, sure. that's like with the new albums coming out nowadays, it's like, so gnarly technical perfect you know yeah it's like it's like it's kind of like a good reaction to that it's no that's what i love about listening to cartilage is i don't get that vibe i get that real sounding it, you're in the room watching the band yeah play so type live vibe. band playing yeah mm -hmm. yeah live band yeah. it's like a that live experience not like a um you know musicians listening to musicians going like what the fuck are they doing what the you know i'm like Everyone else is just like, Woo, it's like Which, and if you think about it, a band that wants to be theatric and have an actual show, you would actually want your album to get that live vibe just to show you that we're a good live band, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. 
So yeah. yeah, capturing that feel with the with the but still the the mixes are great. Your your drums if you if you listen to cartilage loud, your drums are are very they hurt, dude, if you go too long with them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's I mean, got that percussive punch that you can you you can withstand for only so long, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh like with with cartilage like for those past two releases we did like an ep called gourmet and then the, the newest album is the deader the better like there was definitely some parts when we recorded that there was like slight flaws but i was like leave it you know just like i want more character i don't want it to be perfect like just right like, whatever like if it was meant to be it was meant to be you know i don't i don't like to uh like over like uh, clean up shit you know and most people won't even notice those flaws you're talking about you know mm -hmm. we're the perfectionists the ones exactly. that are making the shit so yeah and and really it shows the human aspects of the band and mm -hmm. you as a player too and those are actually um details that i like to still find in bands where it shows character it shows you're human you're not perfect you know mm -hmm. that going back to those old grind bands too i love the little tiny flubs because it just shows you they're just fucking going for it dude well i think yeah. the bar's so high with the, the 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 production nowadays you know it's like it's it's becoming what kids are used to hearing now like uh yeah, it's the next generation. Exactly the do. next generation like has this different yeah. palette. It's a different yeah. palette for yeah. how, how they're gonna taste their music. You know, it's, no, it's totally. We, we have an older palette, but it just goes with the generation you grew up in. And we but I think like, part of it is weird. part of it, like going backwards and reverse engineering and getting out of that palette, is like going to see like a a live cartilage show or a live you know like a exhumed or ghoul or something like that, where it's just like. It's just raw and like fucking giving the crowd what they want. The crowd's going nuts, and you're like, all right, well, maybe we don't need like every note to be like 100% like dialed in. Like, maybe like the, the raw vibe of a band is important too. And that's like one thing that you guys bring in a lot of the bands, like at, from this area, that like Zoom style like music that's bringing like this raw like feeling from it. Not like, okay, how many notes are they playing? What's going yeah. on? Are they, are they, yeah. You know what? I mean? That's a really good point, Joel. And uh, I'd like thank to you. add to that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. And uh, hey, guys, how's it going? I'd like to really add something. Um, I I really like the concept of entertainment, and I think that you guys. It sounds like you put on a really good show. You know, I can just imagine you had exhumed and that whole. You know, or even <laughs> seeing ontogeny and then Carlos, you're like, dude, I got fuck two yeah, dude. Uh, you got Nate and those guys doing their thing, which is incredible. One vibe, oh, which is with I love it, Nate. Keith. Keith is a, one of those super underrated drummers that I think everybody should be talking about, dude. Keith Grimshaw, dude. Inhuman, dude. The shit he does is inhuman, yeah. and it's on a totally. little tiny cocktail jazz kit. Like, and like, and and even before, the opening <laughs> band before Ontogeny was his other band, which I yeah. forget. What were they called? Um, bong father yeah, dude. Yeah. how how fucking That's rad right, was that dude, dude? bong father fucking ripped and remember all the chicks that were front row for the band too you're like dude, we got a metal show and these guys got nice. chicks front row dancing for him like these guys got something going on but keith is is 
that's that's the versatility of keith he can play in all these different styles of music and fall right into it dude because he's a madman on the kit dude yeah he's what's so funny dude Oh, Nate's cool, but he likes Meshuggah. Oh, they're having a Meshuggah Getting the Murray. Isn't that funny hey. how the Meshuggah arguments happen so Not again. In the chat? <laughs> there's, there's like... Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, hi, Murray. Miss you, dude. Hope you're doing well, man. I know I saw you on the chat. Uh, miss seeing you around, man. Yeah, dude. Murdoch's the shit, dude. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't like, wore a Mersey. When's the last time you wore a Mersey? We need to start wearing the Mersey. I wore one. I wore mine last a, week. Last episode. I went to a baseball mine. game, which I'm not into baseball, but I was like, it's a baseball jersey, so I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love my Merseys, dude. They're great. Oh, yeah, fuck dude. yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. They're awesome. But uh, I had something yeah. fun. Oh, no, Murray's like literally created in Twitch like this, like. This this emoji this this whole thing of like Mashuga crossed out like because he like anytime Mashuga gets brought up he'll just go on a fucking tirade in the chat he'll be like they're like no fuck that well you know like and, and, and like they'll make like yeah. fucking emoji things for like Murray that are just like crossing out Mashuga everywhere it's because he's like made such a stink about it whatever I think you're wrong but <laughs> <laughs> I get it I mean it's like not it's. To me, like they I'm, were like I'm a in the palette. middle, dude. I'm like no, they're, they're, no. They're to me, they're like a Black Sabbath. They're, they're a like Black the Sabbath middle, for really no. They're a Black Sabbath for like weird timings. They're like, all right, this is a band that's doing something weird, and now other bands should take that and do something cooler with it. Is what I when I first heard Mashuga, I was like, all right, I see what you guys are doing, but you guys are going like da 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 like how about riff over it or something? I like to respect bands as being important. Like it doesn't necessarily mean I have to like like listen to them or something, you know. But I can be like they're important to like a genre, you know, or or they like did something musically like crazy or i can't play that or whatever it's not my, like i don't want to play it it's not like oh we got somebody else besides murray yeah. who says they're boring too <laughs> yeah dude thomas hawk dude he is thomas such, hawk is such a sick drummer dude i mean come on dude. and also he, that that he's doing, a lot, Martin, he's doing a lot of shit that a lot of dude. extreme drummers aren't doing yeah yeah i mean no watching insane, him yeah. like watch his drum cams i'm like yeah what he's doing like three or four rhythms that were uh oh he's yeah, insane at yeah. once i'm like what the fuck like where's your where's your, is it four or is it like yeah 17 yeah <laughs> it's hard, it is hard to find the downbeat sometimes but i'm just like damn he's such a good drummer yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly he's an alien, alien. He's an alien. Shit, you know so oh yeah dude. He, he reminds me of like a jars and beck that's a drummer oh, yeah. yeah it's that's a good way to put it and, yeah, and yeah. so unique in a way that's like almost like hard to replicate like how could you like if you had to fill in you like fuck <laughs> like how the, i could never <laughs> there's no filling in I don't how think. the fuck could i mean like any drummer how could you just fill in the fur with sugar like that you know it's crazy yeah, it sounds yeah. insane it sounds scary impossible <laughs> it sounds what it's like to me you know yeah uh, but yeah, Joseph, what do you I, think? What do you think? I think it's okay to like not like a band uh, yeah yeah Joseph, i think, think I think Meshuggah are great, and if you don't like them, uh, you're missing out. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think you just haven't tried hard enough, dude. Uh, you gotta it's try like I. Calling you out, Joe. Song I, I, dude. Oh, yeah, I. Yeah. Just one song. Just try one. It's only 23 minutes long, dude. Just. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. that you call it, I guess you call it an EP. Yeah, it's an, I, yeah, it's an EP. Um the homie in the chat, Ian, is asking to share the uh, sick drummer video of, of Adam playing with cartilage. If, should we if, do that? If yes, we can we make it happen, I'm down. 
Yeah, I dude. have not had good luck sharing where, YouTube. Where is it? It's up in the chat. Like 30 seconds. This one? Oh, Nine. Shit. There it is. Damn, you that found one? that shit hella fast. <laughs> dude. He's the professor, dude. Shh. Oh, wait, no, Joel, did, were you oh. the one retreated? He's the banana, dude. Just, 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 fucking... just type that in real fast. <laughs> I can't copy, copy and paste, paste it. YouTube time. I already have oh, another video you. I had locked and loaded as a secret, but I was gonna do the flesh god puking on stage thing. Yeah, dude, at one point we'll you must that, at the very end we'll do it. The very end we'll do it. Secret. It's in the chat. Well, I know, but I was gonna do it. Now we're gonna share screens already. I don't Oh, you can click on Twitch. You can click things. This is crazy. Oh, really? You click, oh. click things, dude. I guess you can. Okay, I got it. Boom. All right. So now let me just click. I've only had like 900 drinks. It's fine. You guys good. really want to sit through my drumming? Right <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting insi Ian's insisting, so we have to do it. Ian's the man. Yeah, that's what's up, dude. He's, he's hanging with us every night, dude. Fuck yeah. Right. Oh, here, here we go. go. Here we go. Don't fuck up. Oh no. <laughs> uh oh. Wait, wait, wait. Start Johnny, it over. Let's, let's start it over and when nobody talks. Let's start it over where nobody talks. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So Damn. first question I have to ask is how does it feel to Get be the it. guy that like steals the attention Woo. from the rest of the band? Oh yeah, right. 
Are you kidding me? I'm in the back. Nobody talks to me. Dude, <laughs> no, my question I'm... is, I was going to say, it, <laughs> it must feel good to beat the fuck out of your drums because you hit hard, dude. You can just tell by the way it sounds. You're hitting that motherfucker hard. Fuck yeah, dude. Right on, man. Yeah, I mean. And that, that's something, something about just knowing that dude is hitting the drums hard. Mm-hmm. And and executing like a Mike Smith type dude or a Pete Sandoval, like these guys are uh, dudes that hit fucking hard. What are you gonna say, Professor? I was gonna say it's uh, it reminds me of Nils Dominator, uh, Dark's Funeral. That was that's, that's another hard hitting motherfucker, dude, especially on the toms. Do you have your uh, your uh, uh, strike tom like beater like tuned higher to get like more attack or do you just leave it more warm like you know usually they have that the looser one tuning yeah okay my bad for some reason i heard beater and then strike i was like what part (laughs) uh yeah no i was i was struggling to get the words together but yeah um for tuning like i always like it like basically when it starts to wrinkle so as low as possible and like tuning is such a like specific thing to me because it's like i don't like it too high because then you don't get as much slap like i like to get slap and really dig into each hit you know mm-hmm. and then you get more attack and then it's more articulation but that also goes with right. the type of drum heads you use so i use like thicker drum heads you know like i like two ply on my on my toms to get extra cut mm. okay so that's the opposite of what i was expecting i thought you would have the have toms guys, tuned pretty pretty high yeah no, they're they're what? like super super loose actually, <laughs> like to the point where the, the the tension rods start falling out. So I have to put shit so they don't fall. Wow, crazy! Well, that's that makes it more interesting that you're fucking getting so much attack out of it. You're hitting hard, exactly. So yeah, right have on. you have you heard of those uh, bottom heads, uh, Joseph? Or I mean that that Joseph you showed me those like uh, e- it's like the, the EC resos. Yeah, the EC Rezo like bottom heads, but then use like regular top heads. Have you, have you tried that like on the bottoms? It's like the secret, dude. What, you know, so what's the difference? Doing that. So using the, the EC2 batter on, as a Rezo, right? Oh, no, no. Well, they just using, sell an EC Rezo, yeah. They they make a, like a resonant, like bottom, like like for tom heads, whatever, you know. And it's like an it's like an EC. It's got like that, like, like muffle like thing or like some kind of the like dampening ring. Yeah, exactly. It's like in, in some it's like it's not like that, like metal one. It's like a different it's like that, like cloth thing that goes around like like that webbed kind of thing, whatever. Like the the point is really that they put the muffling on the bottom head, like in that sense. So it's like a rezzo head with a slight bit of muffling. And then on the top head, you just use a regular two ply. And it's like the game changer, fucking best. Like, like Joseph showed me that. Wow! So it's wait, so, so easy to tune too. So is it? So Crazy. sorry, is it? Is it uh, <laughs> Rezo head that is built for that, or do you put a batter yeah. head on the bottom? Yeah, it's, no, it's a Rezo head. It's a Rezo head built for that. At, oh like, shit! Evans makes it. Yeah, dude, it's like a webbed bottom. Like it has like that like muffle web like thing for the for the Rezo bot, dude. It's game changer, dude. dude it's, I'm gonna check that out. It um secret reveal the most the most like <laughs> a dampening i'll do i'll put duct tape on the bottom yeah see strip, yeah just, just exactly to cut it. but maybe that would even solve it more i'm just saying the, the those are like so sick and then it's like it like it, any top head you use is fine after that basically like any standard two ply one ply whatever head mm-hmm. it's it, it just basically controls like 
because you know you get that wonky wow wow like you know if you're ever to, like tr trying to tune a drum and it gets all super like you know it like basically eliminates that like because it, it's just like it has that like extra like little bit of muffling i don't know what yeah. it is dude. it's well like, i mean <laughs> i feel like the problem persists a lot with the single ply head mostly yeah. like i try sure. to like, yeah. everybody to use double like especially for extreme shit because that just gets yeah of course we're talking metal drums yeah yeah no, yeah. yeah exactly but uh yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own preference too. So, I, you know, <laughs> but these can even work if you had like a one ply head on the top, dude. Yeah. Like these would still work for for control of tune. Like you can tune just yeah. I'm just saying, cool. check it out. Just try. It. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, I definitely think your guys is doing more about that too for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought you guys want to try the thing that goes like a when you hit it, it goes like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, Joel. Uh, <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> That's hey, cool, you're, out, no, I... you're outnumbered, buddy. There's three drummers here. <laughs> oh shit! All right, dude. So what are you guys? Guy... <laughs> is kidding. is Anthony uh... in a sauna right now, or <laughs> no? He's at his. Uh... No, he cool. sold his house. He's in a shop. He's work. He's living out of his shop right know, now. He's not in a sauna. He's yeah. Yeah. He's in a sauna. He don't don't <laughs> feel bad for him. He made. He bought it for like. He sold it for like triple the amount that he bought it for. But anyways, um. <laughs> No, um, what I wanted to get to into was um, the guy barfing while playing drums. Yeah, let's Sick watch drum. that. <laughs> I didn't want to get. I didn't think I didn't <laughs> Damn. No, I kind of like. No, I kind of like the drum talk here because you, you have like a you know, like you know Joseph and Casey are kind of like the the I don't know like not like doing like all natural like huge drum sounds like they're going super fast and double bass. You guys have a different style and way of looking at the drums, but the thing is, where you come from, Adam, is kind of like looking at that and being like, all right, fuck yeah, I'm going to take that and make it kind of my own. Um, what was your biggest influence going in from like the tech death and then bringing it to kind of like down to like like what you guys do, like the fun kind of style, and then also going back into tech death? Like what was your big influence in drummers like listening to those like fast drummers? Like what was the thing you took away? Okay. Um, so fast drummers james king um mike hamilton pete sandoval Derek roddy like those are the main four um and then for yeah. like cartilage like i like kai hato from he's now a nightwish but obviously he did he did better shit back in the day he was in rotten sound back in the day and he's just doing all sorts of shit like Hell that yeah. no, other, yeah. no other ever did in grind um i mean also, shout out to Brian Fajardo. He's one of the best drummers in grind and extreme. He just has so much flavor, and he's so fucking good at his blast. He's played in, like, PLF. He's done Phobia. Um, so, Noisier. Uh, Noisier? Yeah. Yeah, Noisier. New Mexico. Yep, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know those yeah. guys. So, now he's in Dallas. Crazy. He's got, like, Cognizant and Tresito. He's fucking rad. Love watching him play. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Oh, I love Dave Whitty too. I'm I'm repping human remains. I love Dave. Oh Whitty. yeah. Oh dude, his 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 like all the uh human remains burnt by the sun, discordance axis. Yeah. Dude, so discordance axis is yeah, discordance axis is where I started listening to him and then burnt by the sun. Then I started digging and got back to human remains. Uh, I've been drinking. <laughs> <Human remains. laughs> 
but you know what I'm saying. The, you yeah, know, know, yeah. Discordance, you know, burned by the sun, and then actually East West Blast Fest is another thing too, where he did with uh, check it out. It was I don't know if it was a relapse release, but East West Blast Fest, and mm. it was him and the dude from a fucking I forget what band he was from, but anyways. He would write his drums and then send it to this guy, and that guy would layer his shit over it, whether it be guitar or synth or weird noises. Oh, are you talking about? Uh, it's it's Temple? called East West East West Blast Test. Huh. I never it, heard of that. They did two albums, and it's it's with Homeboy on drums. And Dude, uh, he's done so much. Chris Dodge. <laughs> What's Chris that? Dodge and Dave Woody. What was his iniquity? Chris Dodge. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being no. funny. <laughs> no, start, Dodge. I'm deaf. Dave Chris Woody, Dodge. iniquity. <laughs> no, if you look up East West Blast Test, it's him and a oh, dude. Thank God from... the professor's here. You can type that stuff in right now. I got him. I think he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> professor, yeah, that's a deaf you guys hear me? I've been saying thing. it a couple times. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just yeah. Loud and clear, professor. Chris, who is it? Who is it? Chris, Chris Dodge, and Dave Woody. <laughs> okay, I heard that earlier. Chris, and what is Chris Dodge's uh, bands that he was in? Iniquity, right? No. <laughs> no, that's where it gets confusing. Spaz, Spaz. There you go. Oh, there Spaz. It is. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Redwood that's, City. Right. That's what I was looking for, dude. Thank you, professor. Um, but yeah, it's a cool. Um, east-west combo collaboration of just two dudes who have separate ideas and trade them and then they made a couple albums it's actually pretty rad i gotta check that out because i love everything dave does man dave woody's incredible i i highly recommend it then if you like weird shit and and his drumming styles dude you're gonna be happy have you guys heard brain tentacles brain tentacles no, brain tentacles. Uh, brain tentacles, no. Both names are cool to me. <laughs> uh, it's oh, super shit. cool. It's like saxophone, John Zorny shit with like uh, very swingy drums, you know, and some blast beats and oh, very pocket and weird. It's super cool. Sounds like something Anthony is not into. I know. John <laughs> Zorn's like his favorite artist of all time. I like weird like... shit, guys. That's why I just recommended East West Blast Test. Whoever goes and listens but to Brain that, Tentacles, he, just, yeah. he sent you something that you don't even like know weird about. Shit, dude. You don't even know about Brain Tentacles and it said John Zorn. You're just like, you just well, went right dude, over there's, it. There's a plethora, <laughs> there's a giant well of great shit that I'll probably, you know, you know, I get super high and I think about when i get to the end of my life and there's so many pieces of art whether it be music film or uh, physical art whatever that i'll never be exposed to that would have been perfect for me you know what i'm saying there's so much to experience in life that i know i'm gonna miss gems but Adam there. just gave you a gem, and you just went. You were like, you totally. Like, I never I over just it. collected it. I just collected it. What are you talking about, dude? It's on. A, it's, it's, he said. He said. He says on the channel, you're like, on our East podcast West, right now. East West. Like this is the first thing you said after, after he's all like, sounds like John's on your look, dude. East West, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like totally didn't even take. What, you, what? What was the recommendation? Uh, 
Say it again, Adam. Oh, brain tentacles. There you go. Yeah, dude, I'm totally down to check that out because I love Zorn. And yeah, no, dude, but Joel, it's funny. It's being recorded on the internet right now, dude. It's, it's you don't listen to the archive. fucking podcast back, though. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to me. I'm guiding you through the script. So when these things happen and we go to the next day, just say, hey, oh, dude. So Woody wasn't burnt by the sun? Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's a great burnt by the sun yeah melt banana is a great band too all these things that he's been a part of he was on a exit 13 uh split with yeah hemdale that's my favorite exit 13 is with him on jump it's so it's, vicious it's very good it's mm-hmm. maybe not my number one my number one's got to be ethos music dude that album just hit me in the right spot at the right time but i love that that split i'm not i'm not denouncing it whatsoever because it is the cleanest exit 13 recording because he's on drums and i'm not i'm not talking shit about the other guy he had he had mad unique styles of drumming and with the brutal with the brutal truth shit that he did too it's also unique like Mm -hmm. and he was an anal cunt for a little bit too but i think that was kind of a weird time for his career, but yeah. Anyways, that, you know, that was well, you know one band that I'm uh I've I've done extensive research on, and I don't want I don't know why people like still back him at all is Anal Cunt. Yeah, Seth Putnam is a very controversial character, dude. Controversial, like he makes like Kanye look like a fucking like fucking the nice like a the pope. <laughs> like i don't know people are like yeah they said they wear their shirts they wear their shirts and stuff it's like i'm like dude i don't know like that guy kind of yeah i get that he's like kind of trying to he's trying to gg allen pretty hard and like i get it he's the one who's like like, i'm gonna make fun of everybody and he doesn't hold back you know actually don't even get anything now r.i.p rest in peace i guess i should Uh, i don't know rest in piss but uh (laughs) it could be rest in piss too but dude you can't dude he was a human. He died. You just got to be like, all right, dude, RIP. I don't know. No. I'm sorry for his family. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, no he, he said funny. a lot of offensive it's, shit that I don't agree with. Funny. It's funny to watch like now, but like, I'm like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like, anal blast. Oh, anal yeah, blast, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Early yeah. Joey Jordanson, like super blast beat. Totally. It's so sick. Yeah, yeah, it's a the, trip. I forget uh, that was, he came from. The there. album was called Vaginal Vampire, and it was a parody of Cradle of Filth's so sick. covers, dude, where it's a chick eating out another chick. But uh, on the Cradle of Filth, it was two vampire chicks just making out with blood on their tits, you know? Right. But they went even further and said, I no, we're just going to have two chicks. <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to have two chicks on the cover where they're actually having sex, you know? Right. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna top this off with a guy puking because <laughs> we talked about it earlier. Well, dude, so we got to hey, cartilage is a gore band. We need to get a little gory with this one, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, puking's kind of gory. Like when we you see it, like, about... makes you want to puke. You know, Let's blood and guts and puke. Dude. It's this is the cl- this is the cleanest video I can find of it. It's tiny, yeah. but well, you, can't so you can see you can see crim- you can see crim in the background. By the way, what? oh, second, super loud. <laughs> you can't get it any bigger. You can't even hear it, can you? No, I can't even see, dude. If no, you watch, watch. You, you'll see. You'll just see what you need to see. It's not like you see. What's his name? We've toured this band. Fuck, Cristiano, I think, is his name. Look, at, hey, look uh, he's, trying, he's trying to stop him. Look, at, he's like, stop, dude. 
stop playing. Crim's behind him going like, dude, he's like passing out while he's playing. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, dude. And he's like, all right, guys, he's still trying to go. And like, he's looking back and then it's just like. So is the puke going watch, on? Watch, watch, right watch, watch, watch. Yeah, he's vomiting right now. <laughs> God. Is he just puking oh, on, oh, he on his snare, dude? <laughs> he's still going, and the crim's like, crim's like, nah, dude, you're done. <laughs> he's like, we tried, we tried, <laughs> <laughs> we tried. like that. We tried. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. I hope it's, it's fucked up. That's it's, that's some things like that dedication, happen, though. Dude. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying earlier. Like dedication, you just go until you really. Yeah. Somebody else told you you can't do it. You you never said you couldn't do it. Yeah, he probably like after puking. He but probably puking like, on his no one, kids, dude, that's like a big no one behind him, though. No, but Anthony, if there's no one behind him. I think he's gonna still keep trying to go. Like he he needs that guy to be like, dude, cut. Like we need to take yeah, him to the hospital. Yeah. You know, he's like he's like like fucking dying. He's like whatever, dude. I'm just gonna go until I die, like, you know. And they're like, "No, no, no." That's dude, fucking gotta... metal, dude. That's fucking. I know. Metal, That's what I'm dude. saying. It's one of the cooler like uh, videos I've seen, even though it's wow. sad. But like, it's also fucking amazing at the same time, you know. Damn, yeah. dude. The show must go on. Yeah. Flesh God, dude. Flesh God are like very proud of like they're the, they're like a sleep in the van kind of like mentality. Like they would talk shit on these other bands that would complain. They would be like, well, "Our first tour, we were." 12 people in one subaru or whatever you know like they just go that way and this like totally fits into their fucking mentality just like Dude, their first don't give tour, up just keep going yeah first tour it was probably that tour with you they were talking about when they said yeah, that they, yeah they were like we talk about like burying your clothes and like to be stinky or whatever you know they would have these like you know like the kind of like classical like you know like outfits on and they would like just get off stage and they were soaked and just throw them in a bag and then just fucking go to the next show. And by like show number seven, they would just get in the dressing room and we'd be like, Ugh, it just smelled like mold and like, yeah. like just mildew. And it was like, and they were just like sitting there going like, what? And like, oh, we like, only wear them on stage. It's fine, dude. No, they, 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 they didn't bother them at all. The most out of your body is on stage. dude. No, they just would go. And it's, it's really a trip to see them. Cause I saw them with, uh, I think it was, I forget what show I saw them recently. It was like within the last few years, but now the drummer that was the drummer in that band is now the singer playing guitar. Who writes most of the music but like he like went up there and like did like a one of the best frontman performances i've ever seen in my life it was like i walked back there like me and gabe sieber went to that show together and we went, went in the backstage and i was like what the fuck you guys are like like you're like an amazing frontman i thought you were like the drummer he was like trying to learn drums because he'd been playing drums for like a year and a half two years when he decided to do the tour with flesh god it was like flesh god like uh decrepit suffo uh faceless was on that and like he was like he was sitting backstage the whole time like trying to learn drums because he was like I'll I'll do the drums one of those guys he's like I'll fucking do the drums it's fine and he was like doing it but he wasn't a drummer and he was like and he sat back and just fucking would sit there the whole time just working on it and then have to go on stage and it was fucking it's like one of those like uh the guy from uh, Vital Remains kind of like feels you know you can tell like he's not a drummer but he's like he's get he's like doing it he's like I'm gonna do this for the band and like. And then yeah. fast forward like three or four or four or five years later, when I see him again, he's like putting on this like magical performance and he's he's got a flying V guitar and he's like commanding the audience. And I'm like, what the fuck? I like went backstage. I was like, what the fuck? 
Like you're like the best Dude, front man I've ever seen with a guitar. I, I just gotta be <laughs> devil's advocate for a second because D. Christian I definitely sounds like he knows what he's doing. You said him going and sitting down on the kit and not know what he's doing. Dude, no, I mean I could tell when someone can go fast and I can tell when someone's like flowing on the kit through the toms. They're like Brrr. I can tell he's someone's going like, more than I'm as hard as they can. <laughs> like, oh, like, just, like I don't know what I'm tell doing like, I can't sit down like that. It's like when you tell someone someone can play all the notes on a guitar, but you can tell like they have no the vibrato's weird, and like you can tell mm-hmm. you can tell like certain things that they're not like they're not like they haven't been playing long enough to get all that small the small things down, you know. And he was like, it's, "I'm just gonna do it," and he yeah. just did it, you know. It's absolutely true. There was an era of Flesh God where that was that guy Francesco like knew to drums Jesus. playing for them, and fucking um, he like learned double strokes and like he. I talked to him and he was like, he's like, yeah, it was basically that. He's just like, yeah, I'm like brand new to this. And he was just fucking, it, it's true what you were saying, basically. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a militant base. Like, I'm going to get this down, though. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Because that's what I have to um, do. Yeah. Did, is it true about Flesh God that they used, that, that they were trained like circus performers? I heard that like before they went into death metal, they were like no, part of a I, I don't know. circus group. They never told us that's, about that. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I heard that at some point. It just makes perfect sense, but it like makes too much sense. It feels like not yeah. true because it makes too much sense. I don't know. I mean, their last performance was like this. In between songs would be like classical music playing, and he'd be like, "All right, motherfuckers, what's going?" It was, it was like it was like a full performance. It was like not just yeah. a show. It was like so that makes sense that it was like a, a entertainment thing too. On top, like what you what we're talking about earlier with like learning you know, theatrics and, like and adding the- theatrics to your show it'd be yeah. a spotlight on him and be, and be there'd be a classical music with, all right motherfuckers well and there's like fucking like opera singing in the background i'm like what the fuck is going on you, know, you guys are killing it you know what it kind of reminded me of uh which a band i like a little more is uh karak angren mm, you guys remember never. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, they're very theatrical i i mean i just liked their first album and i saw them live with like deicide or something but like they're very theatrical and like like you're saying like violin and like classical music playing in between but ultra blast yeah. beat and it's it's cool it's very cool very entertaining yeah. it's like when like when a song stops it's like it would just be like the spotlight on the singer it was like this yep. performance so there was no dead time it was like constant like all right well you know like it just had this the crowd was engaged everyone was like like this you know it was a sold out show at uh ace of spades in sacramento and i was like you were the drummer last time i saw you play <laughs> when we toured with you and you're like fuck commanding the audience now i was like blown away you know to me so the most theatric show i ever been to and i'm bringing up one of the weird bands that i've been into for several years which is sleepy time gorilla museum dude <laughs> and they and they played at great american music hall with the stratosphere opening which is the big plus Got the whole VIP experience, blah, blah, blah. But Sleepy was the uh, headliner. And they it was almost a two-hour or hour-and-a-half-plus experience, dude. It was basically two sets, and in between was a 15-minute, 20-minute play as yeah, like an cool. intermission. And it was all revolving around, you know, this post-apocalyptic, last human on earth and and all this kind of shit but 
it was this whole theatric experience and it's just this band from oakland that is a perform they're all performance artists dude they're all dressed like victorian corpses and playing their own instruments that they've invented themselves and created by their own hands and you're just like whoa this is something so next level the theatrics and and putting on this whole story that you're supposed to experience throughout the time with this play intermission in between where actors come out and actually play this shit that this band wrote and you're just like what it's all crazy dude (laughs) it's crazy you know what i'm saying though like for for those for people to put that much into it where they're just this avant-garde metal band from oakland california you know signed which band, the, sorry, which band are you talking about i showed sleepy, up late sleepy time grill museum oh gotcha check it out it's fucking a, a wild ride on on tape but even more of a wild ride when you see him live but they've been defunct for several years i've been wishing they would come back anyways I'll definitely check them out. I never heard of our podcast. What's that? I was just saying, I'll definitely check (laughs) them out. I've never heard of them. Yeah, dude. If you're uh, into avant-garde, experimental, weird uh, music, that's definitely metal. There's some super, super heavy parts on those albums. But yeah, they... It's it's if you're a, a student of Bungle, you're very easily easily uh, able to understand what's going on with that band. But I was bringing it up because there's theatrics as well. You know, Real quick, talking... the, the, sorry, sorry to go theatrics, but we, we were talking about in the very beginning. It's uh, sick drummer Ian said Bucky Wawa. Remember I said Wawa uh, in the beginning, yeah. like pre, a post or prepod that was like yeah. the, I think that's the new Bucky's. I think it's what's going on. It's like wait, so Wawa fancy... was the old Bucky, or no? I mean, no, no. It's like the, it's the same style. I think Bucky kind of like took that and like branded it and made it like sicker. Because like I remember Ooh. bands were like touring and being they were trying to get endorsed by Wawa. Like please, like they were like calling them like we want to be endorsed. That's the only thing we care about. Like we want Wawa and that's it. Now I think I see, I saw like twenty Bucky like costumes for Halloween this year. Like. Awesome. Everyone's everyone's like on Bucky Team Bucky. Like I was like, dude, what about Wawa? I'm, all, I'm I'm shooting for the little guy now. What about Wawa, dude? That was Wawa. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. It's East Coast. Whatever. Oh, dude, dude, I have no idea what's going on right now. But sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save the alphabet. All right, here we go. So, uh, where's the fucking? I can't unclick this one. Where's all right, are, are, are we raining people tonight? What are we doing? Yeah, I said that in the thing, but. You said it in the thing. Oh, Death guitar. All right. Got it. I can't get rid of that chat thing because I don't know where it went. Wait. Fuck, this is hilarious. Someone says, I prefer super awake lion library. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that hit me. I'm a, the, I'm a Leo, dude. That, that's my type of that's humor a, That's right your there. brother that did that, by the way. That's Vincent. Oh, Trapani. shit. What up, dude? See, that's my brother. All right. He got a good one in there. He did finally. Oh yeah, yeah. you uh, you mentioned that band earlier. I did. He's, yeah. uh, that's his. Uh, <laughs> it's funny he hasn't played drums in fucking a decade, but he's still a remorseless drummer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, that's funny that yeah he got me. He knows my he knows my sense of humor. 
Mm. All right. Let's uh, wrap this shit up. Uh, Death right. Guitar 84. Okay. Death Guitar oh, yeah. 84. What did you, I just you guys do, do I, my rating? Oh, okay. Uh, so this is why we even got into this is because, like, you know, S- Scott from Fallujah and Justin and um, a few other people were like, you got to go to Twitch. And once I, I was like, I checked it out, signed up for an account. And the cool thing about it is, like, you start a, a stream and then you can send your viewers to somewhere else. So it's kind of like supporting them. So you oh, send cool. everyone that's watching. And so, like, they have these, like, kind of festivals where it'll be like, it'll be like 20 people doing their thing for like 30 minutes. So then you, first guy starts, they raid the next person, they raid the next person, and they're like starting this next, it's like a crowd building kind of thing. So before you know at the very end, there's like, you know, hundreds of people watching, you know? So it's like uh, just showing people stuff they're not used to seeing or something, you know, or showing something something new. It's like you send viewers towards another channel. Like, check this out, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's... Start right. Yeah. Death guitar. Love you guys. You make your Twitch friends and yeah, just like, hey, these are people we're down with. Go pick, <laughs> go hang out with them. We're done. We've we've done how many? Dude, three hours and sixteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> not a bad run. Not a yeah. bad oh dude. It's good. Yeah. Joseph's gonna play guitar in his No, I had a great time tonight. Jesus. I had a Adam, day. you're a cool dude, bro. Yes. Hey, you guys are fucking awesome, man. I've been watching and keeping up with the pod since the Deeds, first Deeds episode, dude. Oh, wow. It made oh, my yeah. year to see, like, to hear Jacoby, like, talk about, like, their, like, experience, you know, bringing the band up. Because I know Mike. But, like, dude, like, the fact that they would, like, jam, like, five days a week, even when there's no shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, dude. And you could hear it. Like they totally jammed all the time, you know. Yeah. So, Did you ever look back on our pilot episode? I wonder what people think of that one. I mean, I think you guys, you guys started to get the small talk like slowly better, you know, because you're you're starting to figure out the flow, right? You know, right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know, we're all talking. <laughs> totally, dude. It's just a so. chat. Like same thing. If we were at, it's it's the same. It's actually what we want to do at shows. But there's so much noise in the background that we wouldn't even be able to have as good of a conversation as we're having right now. So we're having exactly what we, what you would do if you're going out to the smoking section. I went out to the smoking section as a non-smoker just for the conversations. Mm. You know? Or I'd smoke weed too. But I'm just saying yeah. it, it would be Sick. going being out to the smoking section and we're like, okay, we got a break from the noise. Maybe the band that we're that's going on right now, we're not really into. Let's have a, a, a conversation with metalheads, you know, and we get to extend it on this thing for three hours and twenty minutes or whatever. And I love it, dude. All right, All right. let's wow. wrap it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that, dude? I, I have no idea. Oh, okay, digital burp. <laughs> Wait, so do you guys switch off on like who does like like random shit like like the bananas? I don't do that, dude. That, that it's me and Casey. After the boobers ribbon thing. <laughs> so me, me and Casey are kind of like we're kind of like uh we're we're like winking at each other and like we we have like this like this like admin bar below. Yeah, we can do stuff like that, like or like cha- like Casey will just randomly just be like in the middle of it, just be like. <laughs> 
<laughs> or just, or just like, or throw like a random banner in there or something like that, and we'll like laugh for early. He'll like, he'll get like, you know, a little, get a little freak, frisky with it, and start like zooming in on people like constantly. That's yeah. the produ- <laughs> that's the production of the show, really. If you think about yeah, it, if, if it's it. an actual real oh, show. Yeah, I'm See, that's Casey right there. But then Casey will like leave the thing, and I'll like go, I'll do all the changes and stuff. For and the then, listeners, you don't even know, but I got, I got. Yeah, murdered by one earlier game. dude when you guys were talking about drums and uh unspecific gear alert dude <laughs> no oh it was casey God. no it was casey it was casey casey was like he was trying to describe that like, one legit describe a thing and like he couldn't explain he's like it's like a yeah. thing that like deadens the thing and then like the thing gets all weird sounding and like and that was all unspecific gear <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i know but that one legitimately got me dude <laughs> I, that one uh, was like holy shit dude that was that was perfect, dude. So that's that what I'm saying. One. That's the production of the show. You guys are doing that. I just sit back and watch it all happen. You know, I I talk over everybody and try and talk about all my bullshit. But in reality, the production of the show is is what makes a lot of this funny, dude. And I I've laughed a few times tonight of just what you guys are doing, you know. <laughs> and that's what's up. That's what makes this thing fun for me too. You guys keep me surprised on certain. Dude, how can you even week. see us right now, dude? I smoke a lot of weed, bro. I can't see you. I see like versions of you guys, but I don't. Here, so how actually, do you talk in a podcast with your eyes closed because my mouth works still, dude. Mostly, I got my I got my glasses on now, so I can kind of see you guys. Why is it always about my my ailments, dude? Why is it always about Cal does podcast? Hit all the subscribe <laughs> like buttons. Uh, we do it at the uh, very end where probably that, nobody that listens to coffee. You need to start telling people to su- subscribe at <laughs> the beginning of the podcast. Subscribe. Go to fucking Paul Masvidal's fucking the clinic. Yeah, we plug that in the beginning, which is more important. If you if you hear this and you want to subscribe, that's fine. But go to this more if you're down there. Support the homie and learn some cool shit, dude. On go to Joseph's. Joseph's not, you're not, you're not touring the guitar. You're not finally. You're actually working and being like a normal human being for a while. What's that? Yeah. Like? <laughs> uh, cool in its own way. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, if Ben Orem hears this, can you reply to my email? Uh, want to get that merch for us going? Oh, I want also Paris to maybe play one, one or two more shows too. Come on, Ben. Yeah. But also Child get us our, our shirts, please. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Joseph, I kind of pitched this when you were uh, when you weren't here, but I told them um, Cali Death Podcast mugs to cross merch with the uh, the beans of flesh, the beans of flesh, dude. Beans. Oh, well, that, what did dude. I have, dude? Um, fucking. What was we the one I came up with? Cali Wait, Death Pod Cup versus the Battle Forge Coffee Deeds of Beans, dude. <laughs> Beads wait, of beads, wait, wait. and then the um, we're recording still. Shit. Beads of flesh. <laughs> what? What was? What was that bad about? You, you know, wrap it up, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sir no, I feel like when I hear you talk, I feel like we're on the afterpod. Postpod. No, Casey, let's see us out with the the promotions. But I'm down with the mugs idea. That is a good idea. I there's so much I want to do. Yeah. I yeah, uh, I want to. I'm getting to it finally. <laughs> awesome. 
But yeah, man. Right, hey, dude. it was cool getting to stop okay. in, say what's up, fucking cheers. Looking forward to seeing you live someday. Past mm-hmm. when I got to see you last with Cartilage. Hopefully right. it's with Mantra or some other sick fucking band. Cool, man. Uh, let me know if you're ever in LA, Long Beach, whatever. We'll do. And likewise, next time you're up in the oh, Bay, yeah. I'll definitely be there, man. It was really fun to see you play at uh, the X-Bar. Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot. With, yeah, dude, that was sick. With, yeah, with like Logistic Slaughter, I think, played. And yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was a minute ago. But yeah, you were playing and it was sick. <laughs> and yeah. if you're ever drum Oh, it was uh, Ominous oh. Ruin, right? Yeah, oh, I was with Ominous. Ominous. Was that with Lost to the Void headlining? Actually, or was it the I, one with? No, I saw you last. Last of Lucy. It was that show. That was with Ominous, but I wasn't playing for Ominous. I was playing for Lucy. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 That was sick, dude. Hell yeah, so. dude! This was su- super fun. The professor being on is always a plus, dude. I, I had a great time with with all you guys tonight. But I got a shot of energy from Professor. Sean. Yeah, dude. It, it <laughs> made me feel good. It brought me back to where you know this this podcast has started and the whole the all my resident homies were there that's what i'm saying dude but um yeah dude adam one more time dude hit the plugs for cartilage yeah um cartilage underscore gore on instagram and then cartilagegore.bandcamp.com and then if you just look up cartilage on facebook we're there you can find all our stuff there and the additional mantra. merch uh creator destructor records they have a bunch of cool merch too shout and out then, again uh, ben. love you dude yeah yeah good dudes light then, the city uh, was a great band to watch what's up i said light the city was a great band to watch oh Fly man dude. light the city's great dude yeah ben and steve hoffman shout out to steve from viral yes. super bad dude steve too dude love great steve dude. man so yeah, man, this was fun. Totally, dude. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, had a had a blast. We'll see you guys next week for 105. Let's Love do you the guys. Joel, do the Joel Horns, dude. Everybody, just Joel, the Joel little, Horner. Just the <laughs> Joel Horns. Are... All right, Shout out, guys. Shout out Rock on to the guitar Bye. center. Guitar center, Paul. Love you. Bye. <laughs>